All good, mate. All, all good. Edging ever closer to that number 100, the centurions that we are. <laughs> centurions, yes. Very yes. The uh, the century is fast approaching. This is 98. Uh, and yeah, we, we've, had a, we've had a fair few hours of conversation, haven't we, mate? Well, up until pressing the record button and just us chatting away. <laughs> or you mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah. You know, it kind of... If you think back to where it started and, you know, the humble beginnings, as it were, it's just us kind of summarising everything that's going on in the in the club, wasn't it? It was just a way of giving back yeah. to the club. People that can't scroll through reams and reams, it was like, well, let's try and summarise everything. And that's what we're trying to do. And uh, hopefully it's getting that across. It's, um, you know, just two guys mumbling across uh, about you know, a type of music they're passionate about, not not always knowledgeable about, but passionate about. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's great that, that people are enjoying it and still listening to it. So we've moved on from the pub. We've really moved on from the, from, from the, round the, you know, M roads of the southeast of England and, and, yeah. and through lockdown, here we are, the other side of it. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's hope that is true, mate. Let's hope that is true. So we've got a packed show today, mate. So we've got to really crash on with it. Now, it's, this is going to be over two hours long. But there is a caveat to that. Our, us talking will only be about two hours. I have got some added extra bits and pieces as we'll talk about it in a minute. But um, Ooh, today... You tease, well, Carl. You tease. I know, I know, mate. I'm a teaser. Uh, we're going to speak very quickly about Sophie Lancaster's mum. Then we've got Reaction to the last podcast podcast 97 we're going to put obituaries slowly we rot somewhere uh we are going to do the rank and file we've got two rounds of so far so good sophomore i've got a couple of mentions we're going to talk about the deepest cuts we've got a t90 for the first time in a long time we're gonna deandrade year it and then we've got a what have you been listening to so can you handle all of that mate Oh, I think so. Yeah. So good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning to Hutch, who's, who's listening to this in the morning. But good evening and good afternoon. Good day, wherever, whatever time of the day, evening, night you're listening to this. Let's crack on, me old mate. Right. Um, well, thanks. Uh, well, you wanted to start today didn't you? because I saw some very, very we'll get we get the sad news uh, up front. Um, uh, because it just puts everything in proportion and what we're what we're doing here and uh you know just me and you talking and stuff is very 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 insignificant next to uh, an event that happened this week where um sophie lancaster's mum sadly passed away yeah i think we're very quick sometimes to mention musicians people that have affected us in you know the been part of our musical up Bringing. when they pass on we're all quick to write tributes i think there's also and and rightly so but there's many people that are within a presence within our kind of communities that make as big an impact as um some of the musicians we listen to you know we've spoken about malcolm dome people like that tommy vance um you know crusher people like that not that you know uh, not the crushers died or anything <laughs> but you know people that have a huge huge uh, characters and have a big importance in our world now obviously we all know the story of Sophie Lancaster uh, tragic story but out of that tragedy came you know this huge uh, kind of brightness within the charity that was always kind of spearheading to stamp out hate crimes and you know kind of 
making the world a kind of better place for people that were just deemed different. And her mum, Sylvie, uh, was always at the front of that. And uh, sadly, Sylvie uh, passed away, I think, earlier on this week. And, yeah, it just really wanted to say that, uh, like I said, we're always quick to give our tributes to the more well-known people. But I think, you know, my thoughts, your thoughts, probably the club's thoughts, and people echo those thoughts, are with, you know, the, the family and friends that knew Sylvie. Um, and, and long may the hard work that she set up in memory of her daughter, you know, the, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, we see its presence at festivals, we see its presence online. And hopefully that ethos and those kind of values that that charity and that foundation has set up will continue long, long, long time to come. So, yeah, it was really just to say, you know, rest in peace, Sylvie. And, um, you know, no doubt there'll be people up and down the country that could, will be echoing those thoughts. Definitely. I mean, I saw it on social media where I saw that that, that very nice photograph that I shared as the club cover photograph. And I said it was very, very quick, actually, when I, when I saw it, it was like literally two minutes. It just got posted. And I thought, oh, that's really tragic news. And then within an hour, it was kind of like these these purple flowers just popping up, springing up everywhere um, of people just quick to just put that photograph up and then just say their piece. Um, I put we put the photograph up for the club um, just to show that we are in solidarity and support of the charity and everything that they do. And it's just um, really tragic that a, a leading light in that uh, in that charity has has now gone. But the legacy that her and her daughter have left behind is just so significant, so poignant. And everyone is so appreciative of all the work that they've done. Everyone's felt a little bit like that, maybe to the millionth degree. But everyone can empathise at some point about what happened to Sophie. You know, um, obviously, we haven't lost children over it, which is the biggest biggest hole you can have but it's you know everyone's been picked on everyone's been bullied everyone's been called something because of the way they look dress or what they listen to so um just it, it, it's uh it's difficult to know what to say so i'm not going to say anymore because it's just so, no. so sad but um there it is and i uh, we we look forward to uh, their presence going on when we we go to uh when we certainly in bloodstock where that stage is just in in um in like a huge memoriam to uh to sophie's um legacy absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. raise your glasses wherever you are whatever you're drinking yeah. and yeah it's um yeah right shall we get on and do the reaction to podcast 97 then, yeah mate? absolutely okay. right Mark Pensum. he's first off mate he says not long finished i love the spin dryer interlude um uh dealt with it by Rob seamless, and, mate. seamless seamless that was it and this outrageous talk of getting mic equipment carl next you'll be ditching the thrash set shed or taking the inflatable pool out i won't stand for it well the inflatable pool is still up i was accused today that there were dead bodies buried under the shed where i got a um i got compared to fred west can you believe it's that the shed had a makeover, mate. You had one of those posh makeover companies come in, made it kind of some some kind of outdoor wonderful dwelling, or is it just you needed to get do a dump run? I, I did. I we we got rid of some stuff, um, so I have got a little bit more room to swing stuff in here. But the the, the paddling pool was a bit of a, a bit of a pain. It's still up, 
but it still does look like a blue screen, so I can get away with it. Maybe on the next um, Howard H. Smith Zoom call uh, for the Patreons, I might put it up and then say, yeah, it's just uh, my in-house studio. They've got a bit of a blue screen going on. There's a project I'm working on, knowing that it is actually, in fact, a paddling pool. Well, the do. thing is, mate, we own, we, it's a good, very good idea. However, we only get three nice days a year, yeah. sun, summer, yeah. and um, we've had one of them today. So you've only got two more days to use that paddling pool. What are the chances yeah. you're getting out? Probably not. I'd, I'd get rid of it. Okay, yeah. Well, it may be. Also, um, the kids are getting a bit big for it as well. You know, it, it, it really, we need to, to think about it. And it's got a few holes in it as well. But it's um, it's still up so there you go um so thank you for that mark uh luke alexander great listening guys a good idea with the interviews at gigs that's a great way to get a real in the moment feel to them we'll definitely fire you over a bunch of album stuff when it comes in video should drop later in april and that's for temper shot uh keep up the good work and you as well mate we look forward to uh getting hold of that video and looking at it because I, I've uh, been look, going through the Mosh in the Roof on, and I think they close CD1, don't they? What a great tune that is. That's great, yeah. I mean, the, the, the video stuff looks exciting as well. They've been teasing stuff on their socials. It's a social cesspit or something like that. Looking forward to that indeed. And the man that um, single-handedly keeps the UK thrash metal uh, merch industry alive, Dave Wiggy Marlowe, he's, he's always yes. on these member as well. So, um yeah, no doubt he's looking forward to it. In fact, it was such a great gig, wasn't it? The Acid Rain gig and yeah. um, uh, Temper Shot were there and Bang Over and the other band that uh, Spec had. went on for fucking too long, yeah. They did, but yeah, it was great to see them and they they smashed it, absolutely smashed it. And it, like you know, we said before, it's a shame they had them cut short, but they showed in that short time what an exciting, explosive live band they are. And I think um, it's going to be great when we get out to see some of those live shows again. Yeah, definitely got a vision for that, and I would I would certainly like to have that as either like a, a standalone podcast, depending on how much we get, or you know we can concise it down and have it in here, interspersed with little bits of live. Uh, but um, I just need to I need to get something. If anyone can recommend a a mic that will be able to record decent stuff in that in the very close environment that we that we all know and love you know the small clubs and stuff um that would be great if anyone you know all i all i want to do is a mobile phone and a little mic just so we can say a few words and to be fair i think we we do gonna we're gonna try and keep it i i saw an interview today where someone just fired off these questions you know what's your album like what are you gonna play on tour what are you gonna do that you see the people just like oh god you know it's gonna be like a chat if we can get them off when they've just come off stage when they're just going on i know going on might be a bit of a challenge or a little bit difficult but um i think coming off stage when they're a bit hyped up and you know certainly if it went well that's the uh, that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm i wanted to get from them yeah definitely so, i think sometimes there's it's quite a sacred place isn't it when they're just about to go on stage because you know some of them probably absolutely fine talking to you but i think you've got to respect someone's preparation a bit like an athlete before a before a race or you know yeah. a, a football or whatever everyone prepares differently and musicians are no different they all have their routines they all some of them would be just out having a beer but some of them might just like no i need 10 minutes before the gig to be in my own space and that's fine i don't think they're going to want a microphone shoved in their face and and if they are you're not maybe going to get the 
the true reflection of, of, you know, and if you do shove it in their face, you might not be getting a true reflection of, you know, how they're feeling. They might just say what needs to be said just to get you out of their face. So I think after the show, that's a great time because they're buzzing with that adrenaline as well. Yeah. That you know, that's what you want to hear. And I, I tell you what, I do like as well. I've seen a couple of them as well. Um, is the walk to the stage, which I know in some of the smaller clubs is not going to be. A, a big walk but i just like being that uh, that sort of fly on the wall i saw one uh what was it that i saw kiss i saw kiss come on stage uh a youtube clip uh that was was quite interesting those few moments just before the curtain drops is as one of their shows sort of thing and who else did i see i saw a metallica one i think i've said it before where um uh they're, they're sort of like in this complex i don't know if you've seen it i think they're playing a stadium definitely outside somewhere and uh the actual dressing room is like in a building which is about 200 meters away and there's a van waiting for them and um to, to take them from this building that's 200 meters away to like the entrance of the stadium and like i say it's all within the complex and um james ever they said oh, do you want to jump in the car then james he goes i ain't jumping in the car oh fucking walk to the stage and he walks in the middle of the road so the uh so the um the band can't overtake him not that they've played a gig without him but he's just walking quite happily you can see the guys in the in the van going oh for fuck's sake and like someone goes How, enjoy yourself or something like that and he kind of does the the thank you and he turns around and he goes don't tell me what to do you're not my dad <laughs> brilliant but i uh, i would like to get something like that you know the last minute preparation not just stop interview just so people could witness it because i i think so few of us have that experience of what it's like having that that big go on stage moment certainly when you've got like the baying crowd at the other side that would be cool and also the not the logistics um, but the layout of a venue it's you know not necessarily where the band are about to kind of go on stage but how a venue is laid out behind the scenes and that's why we've been so privy to a lot of the stuff you know the kind of the the tour you know when you go on tour and someone's going around with the the, the camera beforehand and you're seeing this is a dressing room here's the shower room this is the rider and uh, this is where we're with the fire exit where we're going to be bringing all the gear up and it just it's geeky but i love all that i love yeah. seeing what you don't see is you, you're down the front and you see the band on stage you don't see what's behind that you know to the left down at camden underworld mm -hmm. and where the yeah where the um you know the dressing rooms are and to be able to get that via some some you know kind of um someone's mobile phone is fantastic so yeah i love yeah. all that uh paul hutchins yeah, he's he'd be listening in about five minutes time mate he can't we're on a delay we're like on a sky we pause the sky box and we're going on and then he unpausing it that's how quick he gets to listen to it um so thank you paul for this it was a relief to get this one in the early hours great listen robbie was right about my heathen choice it was hellbound by tigers of pantang but kill the king could easily have made it well, yeah, they they nailed a couple of decent covers on that album. Certainly, the uh, "Kill the King" one, the, the Rainbow song, absolutely killer, really is. And that's the thing with, um, I think, Heathen did a great job of each of those. But you've got to be so careful with covers, haven't you? It's yeah, uh, especially a song like "Kill the King." It's a legendary song. It's like faith no more do, sacred reich doing uh war picks legendary song if you're going to do a song that's so so common so powerful so kind of iconic within our world you've got to damn make sure that you do a bloody good version of it i, I mean you, you know bands could do the easy thing and do right i'm gonna we're gonna cover you know 
the last song on the album or kind of the song that opens up that wasn't the single or or whatever but i think if you you can be bold you can be be remembered for trying to do that one or you could be lauded and absolutely caned and crucified for the fact that god it's a shit version that wasn't it but sometimes yeah you want to pay respect and homage to your to your kind of people that influence you and say oh yeah we're gonna do it but it can go tits up sometimes and yeah i mean the the kill the king song absolute yeah banger banger yeah 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 i mean it all all depends there must be some sort of mathematical equation on what makes a good cover version and a lot of it has to do with the actual band that are doing the covering and the choice I think, you know, if you get a logical choice, um, that can work out or it can't. Do you know what I mean? So there's, you you, you could say that, oh, um, like, for example, Acid Rain, they used to do, uh, certainly earlier in the career, and they played it the last song on there when they split up at the marquee. Um, they played Whiplash by uh, Metallica. Um, great song choice, and, and they did it well. And they, But you would think, well, Acid Rain are a bit closer to Metallica you know you would want something a bit further but actually that works you get another similar band doing you know you could have someone like Zentrex doing Over the Wall by Testament well that won't work they're too close but hang about Acid Rain are just as close to Metallica why why does that one work for the one and one work for the other and it just it just it either works or it doesn't it just I just don't know what the mechanics are and um it just either falls in place or there's very little in between isn't it hmm so but in fact, i mean you know, i'm not big, i'm not big on i'm not big on covers i'm not sometimes I, I really like them when they make it their own i think that's the big thing is you know either changing it completely and making it your own or just doing a really uh, true to the original and making it your own mm. but i mean i'm not i'm not huge on covers at all really but sometimes when you hear hear the ones like that kill the king one um you think cool oh, they've nailed it they've nailed that one Let's move on then. Thank you for everyone that has um, that has contributed there, mate. Uh, really appreciate everyone listening. Um, it's it's still so complimentary that you would even get afford us some time. So um, we will continue it. And we got like you say, we got the centenary one coming up. Let's move on then, mate, to our featured album, which is or was a bit. Slowly we rock. It was. Wow, fuck me. What was that? It's a bear coming to your room, mate, and and eating you. For for everyone, that was Carl sneezing again, actually. (laughs) It wasn't, certainly wasn't me sneezing. I like the way you did that, mate, and all of a sudden you went a bit fainter afterwards. Yeah, well, it kind of made me feel a bit faint. I don't know how John Tardy does it, actually. (laughs) But yeah, slowly we rock. It was our wild card well wild card it was our death metal album now that the death metal one is a regular kind of yeah. regular visitor to the thrash metal album the fortnight regular... sorry rob just to just to clear that up we used to put it to a vote what different types of metal should mm. we have featured for a one-off and two years in a row it was death metal so it was like okay we hear you we got quite a few people in here who like death metal let's do a death metal fortnight so that's mm-hmm. why it's here to stay yeah so sorry. um that's all right. Yeah, gave me a chance to get a good glug of wine down my gullet. Get it down your gullet, mate. Yeah. yeah just, so, yes, uh, obituary slowly will rot. It was chosen. Uh, slowly will rot was chosen because we went on the album suggested mostly by the members, as in the most um, most amount of votes. 
if if someone had said the most recent immolation one, that would have gone. But it was this one. Slowly we rot. Hence, that's gone in there. Yes, it's from the heyday. Yes, it's from the golden day of death metal. But that was the one that the members voted for. That was the one that they wanted up there. I think a lot of people might have wanted to see a more modern one because many people feel that the death metal scene, death metal sound has developed a lot since this time. But there's no denying that Slowly We Rot is a genre defining album in that it was there in the infancy of that kind of um, the emerging death metal scene, the emerging death metal sound. And if there's a band out there that kind of quantifies what death metal is or certainly an album then slowly we rock is there it's got that scott burns production that morrison sound morris sound um production it's yeah it, it is it is death metal you know there's not well there's many albums you death metal but this came at the time when death metal was taken over from that thrash metal scene that was really starting to well certainly not when this came out it, it death metal wasn't dying you know this was what 89 88 was it 89 i think 89 or 90 there was still a good couple of years and some cracking albums coming out on thrash metal but you know for this to be a debut it was a hell of a strong debut to kind of make people go hang on what's that what's going on down there in florida something something's and, and, going down there down in the in in, in, the, in the everglades in the, in the swamps mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I, I find it, I, when I was listening to it, I just found it totally unique. The guitar tone, the singing, uh, the, the the drumming patterns, the rhythm section, it was just, everything was totally unique about it. So it's kind of, trans for me, kind of transcended above death metal. And obituary are just that. They're a one band genre. They're like, I think, we'll, we'll get onto that because somebody makes that point and I want to give full credit to them because I totally agree with them. Um, but uh, I just feel that this album in particular just transcends everything that was around it at the time. Even the a lot of people were talking about the Florida band, the, the Morbid Angels, the Dare Sides, all of these other bands that were around about the same time. But obituary are just that little bit different and that little bit more special. And they nailed it right at the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll there was never any doubt judging from the people's comments that it was not going to make it to the hall of fame it eased into the hall of fame and it you know it scored a hell of a hell of a score it did it did are you going to do the scores first or are we going to talk no about no the, god uh, no god no we're going we're, we're going to kevin adamson who i don't think he did supply a photo with himself with the band which was um it was unusual because he's, he's unusual, yeah. got a photo with most I'm sure if if he had one, it would have gone out. But he said, I could only make out bits of the lyrics back in the day. So I wrote to the band for a lyric sheet, which never arrived. Although I did get one for Beneath the Remains. And later I read that he basically just uses his voice as an instrument and isn't always singing words. So I took it a bit of getting used to, but I persevered. And one day it clicked and I haven't looked back. This will get in the Hall of Fame with no problems. There's no half measures with a bit tree. You either love them and this album, you're never going to give them a second. Li- uh, and this album, or you're never going to give them a second lesson. Still one of the most intense live bands it is. I love that point about um, John Tardy just using his voice. He's going with the mood. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be a piece of poetry that we're talking about. And at the same time, he's not going to be, you know, hitting those high notes, not the way this music sounds. He's totally 
ingrained in that sound. He's not like a front person. He is, just as Kevin said, his voice is an actual instrument that weaves together with the fabric of that band. And I'm trying to think about what other band does that. Always the, the, the front man or the front person, the, the singing is on top. You can make it out, it stands out. And some would say that that's rightfully so. Not obituary. It is part woven into that music, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And what he says there about the lyric sheet, I think he's right because I've, I've had a look on Discogs and I don't think any of the uh, versions of Slowly Rot mention a lyric sheet and it would make sense. I mean, my copy that I've got has is just in a plain, pla- uh, a plain paper sleeve, but, you know, that... Mm. Usual, you know, lyric sheets get lost. People replace them with plain paper sleeves, or uh, yeah. that—that's what happens sometimes. But that—that um, that, that would make sense. And I had heard something similar as well that he does that. You know, the the lyrics. There's there's key words he'll use, but he'll just use the movement of the voice and, and the kind of uh, noises that he makes, which will always be the same, but not not so much lyrics. Yeah. Fantastic, Edwin Grome, Edwin Gromeworld love this album for me in the same category as bands like primus napalm death for inventing a completely new sound texture in music especially the vocals they are mind-blowing absolutely there you go primus napalm death i think i replied saying you could put voivod in there as well completely unique they transcend whatever kind of genre that they decided to put them in i mean unfortunately primus I mean, they kind of almost got lumbered in with all the grungy stuff, didn't they? Um, but, they, I mean, they're not anything to do with that scene, but they just transcend. They're completely different. You don't know where to put them. Uh, Napalm Death, again, they transcended that. Certainly that Scum album, completely unique. And same with Obituary. I think there's, I mean, you could, just thinking off the top of my head, that this band's like Tool. When they came along, no one yeah. sounded like them. Rage Against the Machine. You know, corn, uh, helmet, bands that, whilst they were coming from that heavy alternative sound, they sounded very, very, very individual, mm. and still do to this day. I mean, I was listening to that tall opiate uh, single mm. um, recently. It's I mean, an opiate came out, and it's like the first EP, wasn't it? And and it yeah. still sounds so damn fresh, but it still sounds like no one else out there, and and that's that is very, very unusual. Definitely. Carl Eric Jenkins, all the way over there in the home of where the uh, obituary sound came from. I moved to Tampa with my job in 1999 and wasn't into death metal at the time. However, realising the history that was all around me, I decided to dive into Tampa death metal and try to finally get it. Obituary was an easy band to start with because the music is on a simpler side of the genre, but undeniably catchy and powerful. The main barrier to entry was the vocals, but I soon realised how distinctive and talented John Tardy is. And don't forget his brother Don, who is an incredibly underrated non-flashy drummer and also involved heavily in cat rescue efforts locally. I got to meet them at in-store signing when Frozen in Time was released and my favourite album of theirs is actually the next album after that executioner's return however it's impossible to ignore the influence and quality of slowly we rock which deserves a solid 10 they still close every set with a title track to this day uh well what a great uh set they do indeed that, that, well, you, 
it's it, it's absolutely brilliant just uh, being in that scene town as well it's great to to hear from carl anyway but hearing from him being in the middle of that scene town is is brilliant um now i always thought a bit done a bit of hunting so being a part of the cat rescue is absolutely brilliant he's not shooting the cats he's actually uh he's actually keeping them which is great great work absolutely brilliant um yeah it, 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 it's, it was a great comment and uh thank you so much carl it really uh I, th I thought it, it's always good to have someone with fingers on the pulse and in the middle of that scene. So thank you very much. Steve Aries says a big no from me. So this is going against what most people are saying. I just mm. tried it again and it does nothing for me. I actually feel as a genre, death metal is one that's improved over time for me. So the early stuff doesn't get me. I prefer it when it mixes with a bit more melody or with hardcore. Give me Arch Enemy or Pupil Slice any day of the week. So thank you, Steve, for um, going against the grain. That's always worth doing. If you really aren't feeling it, but you've given it a go, like I think Steve did, um, you know, you're, it's a it's a safe place to come out and put that. Uh, there were so many. At this point, uh, there were so many people going, this is going to be full marks for me. This is full marks. This is a 10. This is going to be a nine. You know, loads and loads of people were saying that. And uh Always, I think we talked, um, who did we talk into uh, voting for at the end? Um, saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to refrain from voting because I don't like it. Well, no, you do need to vote. If you're part of this club, uh, we need to get a true Dino. representation. Of Dino, Dino. You, need, you, um, you need to vote for it and you need to say uh, why you don't like it. No one's going to slag you off because if we do, we'll block them. There's, there's absolutely no reason for, for um, people getting horrible, nasty. Certainly, it's it's... But we do need you to vote because you've got every right. If you really don't get it, because these these uh, vocals aren't accessible, they they are very much on the mean end. Um, and if you if you don't like them for whatever reason, you've got every right to put that, and we get a true representation of what this album um, scores for our club. So thank you for that, Steve, for standing up there and and uh, and and saying that in going against the flow, certainly. Now, I don't know if anyone else is hearing this, but um, Carl, you keep dropping out constantly, mate, in and out, in and out. We will be talking about the band that no one talks about later on. So I'm anticipating oh, okay. that we do have some technical problems. But yeah, it's shocking, mate. You're kind of there one minute, then you're not. And um, it's very unlike you. But it might be now you've, oh, okay. now you've cleared the shed out. The shed is starting to kind of have its, have yeah. its comeback on you. There's, there's some um, there's, there's a bit of uh, places for the Wi-Fi system to hide out in the why the Wi-Fi is hiding mm. out in all these nooks and crannies that weren't there before. But um, you, you've dropped out once, but you came back quite quickly. So I'm, I'm anticipating that it's going to be OK. Let's hope that it's OK. OK, here we go. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've lost Robbie. We've lost Robbie. Best death metal album ever. Still remember coming down with it from a school trip to London. I'm Danish. Putting it on and getting blown away. Still getting the chills when putting it on. Oh, that's well again, that summed up that period of time for you. An emotional tie in music, as we say, can be the most long lasting um memories and when you put on that album, it's taking you straight back to that data or that, that school trip to London. 
um, as soon as you hear those opening bars because you remember buying that you remember the store you buy it may have been shades who knows and you can remember everything and I, I hope it was a good good trip you know london town is is uh, is is our, you know very dear to me so it, it, very difficult to score this low when you have an emotional tie like that and as soon as you do get that you've got to cherish those because um you, you can't generate that. You can listen to something and listen to something and appreciate it and then over time like it. But as soon as you get that emotional connection, it happens. It doesn't happen that often, does it? So cherish those ones, Michael. And you say about the trip, you say you hope it was a good trip. I, I bet it was. I bet I bet the uh, the PE teacher was there getting them all pissed. So they would all be getting <laughs> pissed on the coach. There would have been... There would have been the RE teacher at the front of the coach, just kind of ignoring yeah. everything. Yeah. But the PE teacher would be down the back, getting them pissed. Yeah, it been a right old riot in London. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. Good work, good work. Oh, here he is, Neil Coggins, old Mr. Full Metal Racket. Good evening, Neil. So close to being a 10 from me. I would say it's my favourite album of theirs, but it's tied with cause of death. death. I remember buying Dancing Undercover by Rap when I was at college. A mate of mine asked if I wanted to swap it with a victory as he couldn't hack it. Best swap ever, I'd say, yeah. yeah. Fantastic live band too, and great guys to boot. Um, well, what an upgrade that is. Uh, a Dancing Undercover by mm. Brat, um, uh, and swapping it with the Bittery. Now, it's, it's also interesting the other way, that this guy has bought, whoever you swapped it with, Neil, he has bought a Bittery. He's looked at that front cover. He must have heard something about them, and he knows a band called a Bittery with an album called Slowly We Rot is going to be nothing like rat and yet he was then prepared after listening to it and deciding he didn't like it fair enough to swap it for rat i mean it's it's crazy swap it for metallica or swap it for something slightly in the obituary uh ballpark rat is absolutely nowhere you have you have done no. yourself a good service there i i i do you know what i don't think i know any rat songs at all I really don't. Um, do you not know the Dancing Undercover album card by Rat? No, no. I would probably know the cover. Is that the one with a saucy lady on all fours? <laughs> There's a saucy lady on most of their albums. And, 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 and there is one with is. a rat on, isn't there? There is one with a rat. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. I like the way they've gone rat double T. That's interesting, isn't it? Why did they decide? You know what? Do you know what we really need? Check this out. Name for our band. Check this out. Check this out. Rat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Two T's. Uh, yes. Who's in? Five of you put your hands up. That's what we're going with. Who the fuck thought of that? Huge band as well, weren't they? They were. Played Donington, didn't they? In 84, I think it was. Crazy. I think they came on before Metallica, actually, oh, really? in 85. I think so, yeah. I think it might be in 85 and they came on just before Metallica. So there you go. Anyway, mate, enough about, about Rat. Thank you for that, Neil. Um, let's talk about the result, mate. Yeah, well, there was never any doubt that it wasn't going to, or there was never any doubt that it would get into the Hall of Fame. It did. It soared to the top echelons of the Hall of Fame, 8.42 out of 10. So that's as good as most of the albums get. 14th place. I say most of the albums get that's that's better than a lot of the albums get. Sorry, I'm yeah. getting my words mixed up now. It's been it's been a been a long afternoon and uh, <laughs> yeah. 8.42 out of 10. So it 
it's dropped it one is, and a half marks shares, and from it being perfect. That's pretty damn good, I think. Yeah, it's up there. Acid Rain Sophia, it's kind of level peg pegging with that, and that is highly rated within the club. So, eight, I mean, 14th place over, Christ, how many albums? We've, we've literally had about 100. Yeah, 100. So, I mean, that's that's saying something. Absolutely brilliant. So, and, and it fitted to be uh, tying with um, The Fear by Acid Rain, which is, as you said, Robbie, it's pure thrash. It's highly revered, certainly in the UK. So for slowly rot uh, a death metal album to come in and get that, it's uh, it's uh, some mean feat. However, not the highest. Um, I think Left Hand Path by uh, Entombed trumps even um, obituary slowly we rot. So we yeah. move on from there, mate. Thank you uh, for the slowly we rot, and we'll put Death Metal Fortnite to bed, and we're going to have another one next year, no doubt, because it always goes down well. And I I really enjoyed this one. We've had a couple of death albums that. For one reason or another, I haven't really connected with this one. I was banging. It was it was hot spots all over it, mate. It was brilliant. Yeah, great stuff. Great to have something a bit different in there. Yeah, and like people said, it, it, it'd be good to have something new in there. Well, yeah, hopefully next time. We'll, hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll see if it is. It is, but you know, we can only go on what the people say. Get uh, filling out the questionnaires that we we send out and fill it up with all kinds of new death metal, and then. Um, if everyone else agrees, we'll get it on. I just think with Thrashers um, and the age group of our club, I do think it's going to be difficult to shift a death metal album from back in that heyday. But, you know, I'm completely open-minded. And if we get, do get a new death metal album, so be it. We'll listen to it. It's a fortnight's worth of material that we can talk about. Uh, and it, it won't be a problem at all. So let's see where we go with it absolutely so where are we at now we're on to rank and file we are on to rank and file and i can stop you right here because i am now going to pass you over to our glamorous there hasn't been a, a glamorous assistant like this since the lovely debbie mcgee which we've always mentioned on the club whenever we think glamorous assistants we think of the lovely debbie mcgee of course well it is mr carl in the shed no i'm actually it's late at night the kids and wife are in bed so i have to speak a bit like this to make sure i don't wake anyone up so i'm hoping it'll be okay um but it's over to me talking first of all about something completely disgusting i saw on the tv do you want to say anything before i hand you over mate no i think it's only right that you introduce yourself okay take it away me thank you robbie and carl for handing over to me not in the thrash album of the Fortnite club studio but here in my front room while everyone sleeps upstairs so i have to keep the audio low but hopefully you can all still hear me um we're about to go through the ranking file and everyone's comments that have um ranked and filed the singles that we have chosen just before i start i do need to cleanse myself of something I've just seen something utterly disgusting on the TV, and that is Jane McDonald's On Holiday, whatever the hell it's called on, on Channel 5. It is the most absolutely vile thing you could see on TV. It's Jane McDonald, she of cruise ships, uh, going on holiday. And, you know, it's a bit like Holiday from back in the 80s where 
come here. You can really have a good time. And she's having a good time around the Caribbean. That, okay, fair enough. But she has to end it on a fucking song. And she starts singing. And I've just seen, heard her and seen her murder. Um, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. It was an absolutely despicable thing to see. So with that in mind it is friday night it is just gone past 11 o'clock so hopefully you can hear that glugging into my glass that is a glass of cold beer to cleanse me of jane mcdonald's absolute vile performance jesus christ let me just have a bit of this there you go nice nice right okay so um let's catch up with the rank and file this was uh posted on the 28th of march and it was la-based hardcore legends terror with the first ones up with their single can't help the hate with george corpse grinder helping them out uh, he of cannibal corpse of course Polish Tech Death Masters Decapitated and their new single Cancer Culture. Controversial title there, gentlemen. Third on the rank is influential and original Atlanta-based band and all-round festival headliner Mastodon with an acoustic version of Tear Drinker from their latest album. Um, some people say, I think it was David Lee Roth said, why would you do a acoustic show that's like playing ice hockey with the stick the wrong way round, one one interpretation of an acoustic performance. And lastly, we have Norway's iconic Enslaved and their new single, Bound by Allegiance. Hello, Dev. Okay, let's see how all of you guys ranked and filed them. I'll just click on the comments. Right, first up, Andrew Matthews. Thank you, mate. Terror. A short, sharp shock. Loved it. So they get four points, mate. Second, Decapitated. Not sure I could handle an album's worth, but as one song, it's great. Fair enough. Thank you, mate. Uh, Enslaved took blue too long to get going. Some could say that that's Enslaved all over, but there you go. Thank you, mate. And Macedon. Never got Mastodon, so they get last place. Fair enough. Thank you, mate. Thank you so much for that. I'll like that. Kevin Adamson. Bit tricky, this one, as they're all pretty good, but let's have a go. So Kev has gone for Decapitated first, and then he's gone for Mastodon second, and then he's gone Enslaved uh, third. So that's fine and then he's gone for terror at number one so reversing the first one interesting so that gives us an early leader of decapitated thank you very much and now we're going from the beautiful shores of scotland all the way over to america long island in fact for brian d'andrade four absolute clunkers to my ears this would be interesting uh, one terror tolerable but pass the other three are so bad i can't rank them wow well so we'll put terror in as uh, a second first place and then we'll give everyone a third place so uh, decapitated got a third mastodon got a third and 
enslaved. Got a second third. Uh, he goes on to say, the other three are so bad I can't rank them. Enslaved, incredibly named, nine-piece metal band. Not sure what they're trying to accomplish here, aside from making me fall asleep, which I nearly was after Mastodon, who I never liked. And their long, boring, drawn-out acoustic song, and then there's Decapitated, another band I could never stomach. Uh, probably the most tolerable of the three, but still huge pass. Last time you had some real bangers. That was um, Paul Hutchinson's pick. I always look forward to these posts to get a chance to check out new bands and I would normally never bother with or even know about. So keep them coming, Carl. Well, Paul um, done the last one. Paul Hutchins done the last one. We are getting a bit of a collab up together. He's uh, suggested two for the next one. Uh, the, the, the next uh, the next one after this one is on, on the uh, website already um, on, on Facebook. So he's got a couple of kind of underground bands coming brian so hopefully you'll be into them i think we're going to slot creator into the next one as well and then we're looking for one more one more up for grabs so that's going to be cool thank you so much brian um and i am going solo so just remember if i mispronounce anyone's name i apologize adam matheson enslaved he's put as number one He's then gone for Decapitated at number two. And then he's gone for Terror third. And then Way Steals. Uh, and we reach the depths of the Marina Trench. <laughs> My son loves a bit of um, marine biology. Uh, and he's still stinking, still sinking. And then it's a Mastodon. Yeah, I'm still going to give him one point from you, mate. So it's the way it is, unfortunately. Uh, so that gives. So thank you very much for that, Adam. Appreciate that. And we've got a uh, uh, decapitated, still number one by one point from Terror, who lead a little bit of the way from Enslaved. And then it's Mastodon interesting andy benson thank you so much he's put enslaved as number one their second first place there decapitated at number two their third second place in did i put enslaved all right let me let me uh, there's a mistake there let me go because he's actually andy benson has gone I was looking at two different ones. In fact, I was looking at my own. So yes, enslaved number two, uh, second number one, Mastodon get a second, second. Terror get a third place. Their second third place, and then it's decapitated. Get their first fourth. So that squashes everything up together with Terra. Uh, uh, same points as Decapitated on 13. One point behind is Enslaved with 12 points. And two points behind is Mastodon. Thank you so much. And the one, so thanks for that, Andy. The one I was getting mixed up with was my vote, actually, which is Terra. I put as number one. The third number one. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you, myself. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, decapitated. I put as number two. So that's their third, second place. And then enslaved. 
I must have liked not too much death metal singing there unless I'm getting mixed up with another band. So they're third, third place. And then it's Mastodon. I'm in league with um, David Lee Roth. Wrong end of the hockey stick. Time for a beer break. Please join me if you are listening. Mm. Obviously, don't drink beer if you're listening to this at work or driving. That would be inappropriate. Okay. I'm not going to like my own comment. That's cuntish. Right. Let's move on to Ezra Jones. Always good to hear from Ezra. Uh, great commenter. Always writes loads of good stuff. So, and and I know he does a few reviews as well. So good on you, mate. Thank you. Um, Terra, shorty, punchy, heavy hardcore. Can't really fault it. Totally agree with you, mate. That's its fourth first place. Uh, de- second, decapitated. Great musically, but the lyrics are pretty awful. Although I'd expect as much from the song name. Yeah. Uh, totally agree with you there, mate. It's not a great, great way to uh, to announce your song with that title, but decapitated get a fourth second place. Uh, third, enslaved. Not the band's best work by a long shot, but still a decent listen. So they get their fourth third place, and then it's Mastodon. Just not really my cup of tea. I don't rate much of their material after Crack the Sky. I know a lot of people say the same thing, mate, so you're not alone. Um, I still struggle to get them. In fact, I had to really sit down and put aside an hour and a half to get through in one sitting the uh, Hushed and Grim album. Um, and it turns out I, it's just a bit meh. It's okay. There's a bit of a sweet spot in it. But other than that, it's and it's certainly not a double album. Certainly a lot of dross on there. But thank you for that, mate. Uh, let's go to Wales. Let's go for Gareth Pews, uh, uh, who always speaks sense. No, we're not. My phone's decided to do something absolutely ridiculous, which means I now need to go and find it again. And inevitably, it's God, it's my phone has a as a mind of its absolute own. So now you're going to listen to me as I fumble through all my Facebook feeds and uh, try and get the uh, try and get it up again, um, which is which is going to be interesting because uh, it's it, it's still not playing ball. It's still it's still as like, you know what, Carl, you're recording. So I am going to mess with you as much as I can whilst you're while you're recording. Now I could get myself out of this jam by pressing the stop button, but I'm not going to. I'm going to play the hand that's been dealt, and now I'm back in the room with Gareth Pugh's brilliant comment. And I know it's going to be brilliant because not read it yet, but I have read it, but I know it's going to be brilliant because it's Gareth Pugh. Um, Number one, terror. Nice one and a half minutes. Certainly more punch to it than a Will Smith slap. There you go, mate. Uh, So fifth number one for terror. There you go, mate. And Will Smith, um, I'm raising my glass to Will Smith. Uh, I shouldn't really say this. I don't condone violence, and I don't think I would ever hit anyone. You know, I, I, you know, it's just not me. I'm non-violent. But um, as the lead singer of the Dwarf said, when someone tried to steal his microphone and he decided to beat up that fan, um, he uh, Nick Oliveira actually said over the mic, "Pussy got fucked." So. That's how I kind of feel about Chris Rock. But, you know, let's not get political. Not that it was politically motivated, just um, someone thinking they couldn't get a smack in the mouth for insulting someone. 
but they did. Um, Mastodon. But remember, violence is never the answer. Um, Mastodon got a second from Gareth. Okay, acoustic take on one of the stronger songs from Hushed and Grim. Okay, second. Uh, Mastodon, their third second. Thank you, mate. And then it goes, Decapitated, never really been a huge fan of these guys. They are okay, and this is okay. So Decapitated get a third space. Uh, so there we go, we get two. And then we get Enslaved. Intro, far too long and unnecessary. It's okay from here, there on, but still drags. So Enslaved get a fourth space a fourth space so that's cool from this point in i'm not going to say what the totals are possibly because i've copped them up but more more importantly so i can then say the results when um i hand back to the thrash album of the uh, fortnite club studio aka my shed which uh, i have actually cleaned out today so that's that's a good day's work rich tricky hudson glass up he of the uh deepest cut seven and a fine selection of songs if you've not heard that go and check it out mm. this beer is tasting nice on a friday night he's got mastodon as first their first first actually then he's gone terror their first second actually and then they uh, richard's gone decapitated for third place their third third place and then he's gone enslaved as fourth place only their second fourth place and he then gone if slave was a three to four minute track that would have probably been second thank you very much mate paul the machine hutchins number one enslaved they they always take a long time to get going that's the whole fucking point. They ain't a grindcore band. There you go. Answers all of our questions. And they get a third first place. Second, Terror. Over before it started. The and I haven't got Rob here to correct me. The antithesis of Enslaved. I think it's going the opposite of Terror. Which, uh, or Terror is the opposite of Enslaved. Which is fair comment. Fair comment, second, second place. Uh, third, Decapitated, a very average song. So they get fourth, third place. And then Mastodon, not the best song on Hushed and Grimmed, and the acoustic version adds little. Totally agree. Although they did also do another one, um, something in Tranquility. I thought that was a very good acoustic version. Although still wrong end of the hockey stick for me but thank you very much for that paul um i'll stick that in and you keep machining on thank you very much sir last two comments uh mark pensum terror in uh done smashing there you go <laughs> so uh, no problem with that whatsoever um and obviously uh mark choosing wisdom in change i can imagine uh, terror being right up there second enslave needs a minute off the beginning in my honest opinion as i don't think it builds any tension it just sort of waits there but enough for a second place 
from um, from Mark, which is their first second place. Um, and then it goes equal fourth, decapitated, not the best track I've heard from them. Macedon, yep, totally ruined the best bit of the song, which is uh, Troy howling all appears to fade away at the transition to the chorus. Get in the bin. So I think he's not like, I don't know, but I don't think Mark's liking either of these songs. So Decapitated will get a second fourth and Mastodon will get a sixth fourth. There we go. Thank you very much, mate. Last one, Stuart Jardine. Uh, first in Slaves. Not familiar with them, but like the build-up and finale. Brilliant, mate. Great comment. They get a fourth first place. And then it's Mastodon. Nice little tune with good vocals. There you go. Likes a bit of acoustic. So they get a fourth second place. Then third, Terra. Short, in your face, and heavy as hell. So they were good enough for a third place, which is in fact their third, third place. And then decapitated. Meh. Thank you, Stuart. Um, there's always a meh in an EP's worth. So we will put that as three. Well, uh, I've got the results here. And it's pretty uh, conclusive. Uh, all of them have uh, are pretty stretched out. Uh, but are fairly close together, actually. There's only about 13 points between fourth place and first place. Uh, thank you for everyone that commented. Um, and I'm going to mess about with the spreadsheet to make sure that I've got it absolutely right. But I'm going to end this particular segment now and hand you back to myself. Here I am talking to myself and back to Robbie. Um, and I'm hoping Robbie enjoys listening to this when he does listen to it, because it's the first time he's going to listen to this when he listens to the podcast. Um, so how are you doing, Robbie? Hope everything's all right. I'll tell you what, mate, that, that fella who's, who sorted that out, that rank and file out for us, he's devilishly handsome, isn't he? Well, I bloody love that Jane McDonald, mate. She is, she, she's got a voice of an angel. <laughs> voice of an eight there yeah yeah she she absolutely has um some might say she's a national treasure mate and you know what that means it can only mean one thing when when you when you call yourself a national treasure of course doesn't it in your eyes yes it means something completely different but anyway that's a, a nice little take on the um the rank and file there the collation of the scores and how they turned out yeah so do you want the result in uh reverse order mate yeah, go on then. So, fourth place with a total of 26 points, Mastodon's Tear Drinker. Well, it's all a lot, you, you know, we, well, I mean, it, it, it's a cover version of their own song type thing, yeah. isn't it? So what we said earlier about the covers, it's a great song. It's not an album that I totally really got into, but it's still a decent song in its own right. And I think they do a really nice job of changing it up a bit. It's... Mastodon are this band that, that do evolve and they have evolved. You look at the very many different faces of Mastodon from the early sludgy days, the you know really heavy side of them to the more progressive, you know, kind of crack the sky stuff, the expansive stuff, then to the kind of straight up heavy doomy rock of uh, the Hunter 
and you know uh, what are the other albums once once more around the sun and I don't know. You know what I mean. I think they're a band that always like to continually push themselves and continually evolve. And I think this is no kind of they're, they're continuing that. And I think it's it, it's an admirable, admirable kind of. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I did like it, and I I liked it a lot more the more I heard it. So I, I didn't really enjoy the album so much, but this version of the song Tear Drink I, I really liked. So yeah, I mean it's just it's a little bit different for people. Third place, three points ahead, decapitated cancer culture. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, it's very, it, it's just very in your face. It is decapitated, isn't it? It's the other end of the uh, other end of the spectrum to the Mastodon song, almost identical. Um, uh, just the third and fourth places kind of swapped over, which means it gets a little bit more points. I do remember decapitated a couple of years ago. Certainly, the album Anti Cult, uh, two thousand and something a few years ago and they they were totally kind of blazing a trail in extreme music it was an absolutely phenomenal album and then all the unfortunate events happened where they kind of you know on the tour and everything cut caught short and the allegations and it really kind of to stop the momentum that they were having yeah and yeah not an awful lot happened and then it kind of you, you feel a bit for them because they were really hitting the heights of exciting stuff in extreme music and and yeah i just feel like they're they, they are to certainly back for sure as this showed but whether they can quite get to those scale those heights of being the kind of pushing the boundaries as they were a couple of years ago we, we, we'll see but it was yeah i mean it's typically they're yeah, kind of punishing brutal deathy yeah metal really uh second place mate enslaved bound by allegiance and that was only two points ahead of decapitated well yeah i mean it, again a bold choice so we've got a an acoustic version we've got a straight up death metal song and then we've got this kind of live version of a an old song of theirs that I don't particularly like live songs, but I, I didn't didn't mind this at all. It was a, a nice, a nice. That's a bit of a crap word, isn't it? But it was. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I enjoyed interestingly, it. Interestingly, you, five you probably didn't so much, did you? Not not really, not really. Um, but five points covered those three, so there was only five points. It was a very close one. Um, but wow. top of the tree by eight points was terrors can't help but hate. Mm, well, yeah, kind of typically aggressive, hits the spot. It, it, you know, personally, I, I couldn't have a whole album of it, but for one song on its own, it, it just does what it needs to do, doesn't it? And I think that's yeah. probably where people, you know, hearing one song in isolation, maybe that's that's how they felt. I don't know. That's just me personally, but you know, you, you like a bit of that kind of aggro yeah. hardcore, don't you? Yeah, yeah it, it, it got in and got out and a little bit of help from old uh, Corpse Grinder. It did have that hate breed kind of sound to it as well, that production yeah. kind of sound to it. Um, I've always liked Terror. They've been going for a few years now. Um, just a little bit nastier and vicious than some of the other bands uh, that, that are around about that kind of genre as well. Not that Anyway, all those other bands aren't nasty and vicious, but Terror just a, a little bit, uh, a little bit more vicious. So um, good to see them at top, but not by a lot. A nice close one there, and really appreciate everyone's um, 
everyone's uh, input for that. Hopefully you've enjoyed or you've uh, listened or not. You could forward it half an hour and you could um, lose my um, whispered ramblings as I'm going through marking them, as so to speak, or uh, or totaling them up. So we have got one out now and we have got another one, another rank and file coming out on Monday as well. So I will get on and do the next one probably over this weekend. So if you haven't done it, do so. Uh, because I'm going to be closing it very, very soon. And then we'll be opening another one that Paul the Machine Hutchins has put together for us, mate. Yeah, it's exciting, that one. It's great. Real mixture again, which is great because it kind of just throws up. I think, uh, you know, we all like thrash metal, but it's nice to have a little bit of variety in there as well. Absolutely. Talking of variety, we didn't get any variety. We got some straight up thrash metal in our next round of So Far So Good Sophomore. Do you want to talk us through that, mate? We did. It was not particularly kind of, if you're talking about that Venn diagram, we're talking about the spectrum of thrash metal. Um, Persecution Mania and Schizophrenia by Sepultura are somewhere smack bang in the middle. It's not classic. It's not technical. It is just, it's just horrible, dirty, blackened thrash really, isn't it? It's, it's kind of, um, Sepultura were really kind of evolving into the the the, the brilliance, the the actual you know genre defining not genre defining but I suppose Sepultura defining brilliance of Beneath the Remains, whereas um, Sodom with see, persecution I, see, mania. Were, go on. No, I, I you, just before Hello? we go on to talk about Sodom, I can't. A lot of people did hear um, stuff in schizophrenia that they could see were going to was going to lead to beneath the remains i never heard schizophrenia until after yeah. beneath the remains so i kind of know that the, the story was uh, was told before i got to listen to uh, to schizophrenia i can't hear too much to be quite honest with you yes there's a chance but if you were to take back and say listen to this record what do you think i would have gone yeah it's it, it's okay it, i don't think there's too much to get excited about to be honest with you if it was an athlete the jump they did from schizophrenia to beneath the remains that is almost going up three or four levels it really is i am thinking that schizophrenia for me just for me uh, and a lot of people disagree and of course they are of course they can um for me this is second mid table second division and they jump straight up to the top of the premiership. That's the kind of if it was an athlete in different Olympics, this is someone that couldn't qualify for the Olympics. This is schizophrenia. And then in the next Olympics, they've won gold. They would be there would be a steward inquiry and they would be dope tested within an inch of their life because that is how big a jump I think there is between schizophrenia and beneath the remains. Yeah, there's no denying that uh, Beneath the Remains is, you know, one of the most loved and um, respected albums, not only in Sepultura's back catalogue, but in thrash metal. And like you yeah. say, to go from schizophrenia that, yes, is kind of kind of slightly, not second rate, but it's very different in a couple of years to what you can, what they did with Beneath the Remains. But I do still hear, I really courses for courses but i hear a lot of that that naive kind of um 
not immature, but that kind of unabashed youthfulness in just going for it in schizophrenia, where they did hone it down slightly in Benedictine range, but there's still very much that, that passion, that energy, that that kind of needing to get out there, uh, which they really kind of honed down for a rise that was a lot more polished, a lot more, you know, um, a lot more processed. But they're definite with each album a definite definite different sound with sepultura but i think with schizophrenia they certainly had the beginnings of beneath the remains on there not not all the way through because it's quite a quite a raw quite a primal album um and they certainly polished it up for the beneath the range which is far from a polished album in its own right but and not not a lot different for persecution mania as well they're 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 both two very similar albums in that it's it's not an easy listen if you're coming here as you're coming here because you like rust Rust in peace or you like testament uh or you or you like kind of you know shattered existence it isn't polished it isn't it is raw it is primal and it is quite uh showcasing the the more evil the more visceral side of thrash metal yeah it needs a good bath doesn't it this one well absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean it's a massive step up for each of these albums or a massive step up to the next one but certainly yeah there's there's inklings of what was going to be and yeah i mean 115 members voted on this good in, uh yeah, another good turnout. Hotly contested ninth heat. Uh, it was close, but the outcome was not. 71% of people went for schizophrenia by Sepultura, leaving persecution mania out in the cold. They will be back, though, the Germans, won't they? They will be back. Yes, they will be back with some say now, their best album. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Mark Hayne, he said, both are great, but it's got to be schizophrenia. Blew me away when I first heard it. Had a mate that did a lot of tape trading back in the day, in the 80s, and he got hold of this one. And fuck, we played the shit out of it. Shortly after, I'd ordered it on vinyl from Shades Records around 87 or 88. Sadly, not the gatefold on Corglumelo Records. I got it on Shark Records, top album. See, if, if if I didn't know that it was about schizophrenia, but it was about Sepultura... That it blew me away. Uh, fuck, we played the shit out of it. Uh, I got the vinyl copy. I would swear that you were talking about uh, Beneath the Remains. So, obviously, it was there in, in Schizophrenia. I don't hear it, but obviously, Mark certainly did. And being back in there in that tape trading days, although, you know, tape trading is very primal, you know, usually it was a t- certainly coming from Brazil. It's probably a recording of a recording of a recording. Again, you get that real back when you listen to schizophrenia now on your phone, it being remastered and crystal clear. Mark, you must go back to thinking, yeah, I remember this tape fuzzy as hell. We could barely hear it, but we loved it. So um, that probably or it always must bring a smile to your face, knowing when you first heard that. Mark Hayne, yeah, thank you, Mark. Uh, Richard Oliver, both are gnarly, vicious thrashers, but schizophrenia is just a step above persecution mania. Schizophrenia is also that little bit more violent and aggressive. I would agree definitely with Richard that it being violent, uh, a bit more violent and a bit more aggressive than Sodom. They just had a little bit more grit in their teeth than Sodom at this stage, and their sound was just a little bit more bite, I, I think, a little bit more bite to it. 
Yeah, now, definitely, this is a, definitely. This is a, sorry, mate, go on. No, you carry on, mate. We keep no, cutting no, each other sorry, out. He's probably making for awful, awful listening. But. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I was just going to say that this is, the next one is a long, long comment, but I just felt it was very relevant that we put it all in. Yeah, Graham Meldrum, he says, schizophrenia was an early tape trading gem that I totally loved as this was dirtier and nastier than the American thrash I'd been exposed to. I then got Morbid Visions, a good few live sets as well, which I liked even more as it was even nastier sounding as schizophrenia than seemed a bit too polished. That Then it seemed a bit too polished. When Beneath the Remains came out, they were even cleaner and more controlled than ever. But contrary to my general preferences of the time, it blew me away. And schizophrenia kind of lost, got lost between the two different styles for me. At any time, I feel like some steps I go either morbid visions or beneath the remains, depending on the mood. The halfway house just never calls to me. So it's been a, a pleasant re-listen after too long. Persecution Mania is very much a nasty, dirty sounding bastard that is very enjoyable, but didn't impact me back in the day like hearing schizophrenia did. But right now it sounded pretty damn tasty. It was actually a closer run than I thought it would be. As when they were drawn, I was like, oh, sepultura, easy. But the sheer nastiness of Sodom was winning me over. But then Sep's riffing style and Max's barking delivery pulls them ahead. Oh, and that motorhead cover three songs in from Sodom throws shit totally off course. And it doesn't fit to my ears. So Schizophrenia is the better album all over for me. So this comment has been written over the course of about three hours. <laughs> Three hours worth of uh, worth of comment there. I think I was going to abbreviate it, uh, like I have done some of the comments. But when I uh, when uh, Graham put in there that it's it's taken him three hours to write it, I thought, well, we've got to leave it all in out of respect to the three hours of work that he put in. So thank you so much for that. The halfway house can sometimes get overlooked. I I think that's a great comment because I do think uh, because the the very nature of where schizophrenia is. Um, certainly if you are liking Morbid Visions and certainly Beneath the Remains is a, is a milestone. You could see why schizophrenia kind of gets buried and lost in there. You're always going to play tracks from Beneath the Remains. Uh, when Sepultura did come round with Sodom on this tour, on the Beneath the Remains tour, um, I, I don't think there was that many songs from schizophrenia played in fact when i saw them on the arise tour i think they only played is it uh into the void is it is that on this one on schizophrenia uh, i think that is the only track of schizophrenia that i have ever heard uh live um so i think that just proves where sepultura were where their heads were i think and i think schizophrenia does get buried a little bit Adrian Morgan, two of my favourite albums of that era. Damn you. It is Sodom for me. Perfect Perfection Mania is perfection. Persecution Mania is so good. Only slightly better than Schizophrenia, which is my favourite Seps album. And I was actually at that gig. He was at the gig. He was one of the 10,000 that crammed themselves into the marquee. There you go. We were all so, there. We were all there. I was there, mate. I was up. I just got in. I was just on the balcony, mate, looking in. It was a fantastic gig. Uh, and anyone will tell you that I was there as well. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm just need a letter of verification so I can show people that that is. It's like a passport. You actually need to show 
Mm. Um, show that you've actually been there. But um, that's, isn't this the way uh, we get so many comments like this? Regarding, These are my two favourites. This could be my final. <laughs> so for Adrian, this could have been his final. Um, but he went for persecution mania. I wonder if that's a play on words, perfection mania. Yeah, or, I think so, yeah. Is, I, I is it going to be auto-correct but... coming in? Mm. You know, you don't know, you don't know. So, um, we, uh, yeah, so, um, Sepultura go on. Now, my question is a question with this, Robbie. Do you think a lot of people out of those 115 members, um, voted knowing that Sepultura are they went on to massive things, of course, didn't they? Was that legacy after this album in play? that went against Sodom very possibly but hopefully they gave it both albums a listen and yeah. you know let, let the albums play out I my thoughts would have gone with Sepultura thinking oh yeah the legacy yeah absolutely Beneath the Remains Arise um, you know absolutely kind of top tier albums those two but you know one Saturday a couple of weeks ago I was you know doing a little bit of a bit of a job in the garden uh, laying a you know kind of little brick kind of base for a pizza oven and fuck me did i lay some bricks listening to that sodden persecution mania it ain't pretty <laughs> and they ain't they ain't level but christ did i throw some bricks <laughs> listening to <laughs> i mean it's yeah i gave it a listen and i thought i was going to go for schizophrenia but no i went for persecution mania it's an album that i yeah. didn't give a lot of time to at all but i really liked it i just love the energy i love the unhingedness of it i love that motorhead cover i thought it was brilliant yeah yeah, I listened to Iron Fist because of that Iron Head cover. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to. Uh, I, I went for Persecution Mania. Uh, I just got a little bit bored with Schizophrenia. And like I said, yeah. I can't hear too much of Beneath the Remains in it. So it doesn't hold that much in it. So it's okay. Um, and I'll listen to it again in the next round. It's not a problem to listen to. But for these two, I'm definitely putting out Persecution Mania. Mm. And I will do so again out of choice. I have no idea, other than when it's in the next round, I will listen to Schizophrenia again. So... Yeah, that's just that's just the way it is. Just so we'll uh, talk about the next round a bit later on. Um, I'm going to crash through these mentions. Um, So we had the UK Thrashers radio show that launched Mosh in the Roof on. No, I thought I'd just mention that just um, because today we have started our Mosh in the Roof on Fortnite. So that has that is out there for everyone to behold. And uh, if you haven't got hold of that album yet, please do so at once. Our old mates in Imperium are through to, um, well, I shall read it. We're pretty stoked to get into the semi-finals of Bloodstock Festival, Metal to the Masses, London. At the, what? how would you say that? Nambuka. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just say Nambuka or Nambuka. Nambuka. Buka, uh, we need your help. Come grab a beer with us, lads, and watch some cracking metal. Seven bands, four go through. Uh, you're a big influence on the outcome. Tickets are available, and we'll count on a vote, so grab them ASAP. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it down to London on that day. If only I could. I think there are a panel of judges that have 70% of the vote, and in the crowd get the rest of the 30%, and I hope... I hope, hope, hope. There's two hopes, actually. Um, that Imperium, one, get through. And two, that uh, when they do get through, Bloodstock put them on the Friday because that's the day I'm thinking of going. Well, it's an absolutely ridiculous time to have a gig. Easter Sunday. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, there will be people that will be, but unfortunately, I'd love to go that gig. And I I wrote a note down thinking, yeah, I'll go that gig. And then looked at the date. I thought, well, you know, it ain't going to happen there because, I mean, it's just the way things are, you know, you kind of, we've got family dues on that day because it's, that's what happens. You know, we we just meet up and that's it. But yeah, hopefully they'll get a good turnout. But hmm, interesting to kind of hold a gig where you're hoping you might get a few people. A semi-final, but let's hope that they get through. Absolutely, um, yeah. We saw them at the Fighting Cox, and they do put on a hell of a show, don't they? A really engaging show. So hopefully they'll get it on. And and can, it kind uh, of excites me a little bit about seeing Imperium in that new blood stage. I think right. that would be just incredible, wouldn't it? Definitely, because yeah, I've been in that, been in that new blood stage, and you think you're sometimes standing there as we were quite often a couple of years when they're yeah. absolutely you know sideways rain, and you're in there for a bit longer than you might do normally, but. And you're thinking, yeah. is this is this the best of the the kind of the yeah. best of the best? And well, why the fuck okay. are you here? Why the fuck yeah. is this band got on this stage? Yeah. That's what I absolutely. sometimes think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, where you got a band like Imperium just absolutely bursting seems they need to get on there. Mm. Um, another mention goes out to uh, the Razor's Edge and to um, our member, the member uh, Gareth Pugh. He done a brilliant review on Destruction's new mm. album. Uh, diabolical um, as did Paul the Machine Hutch and they are literally guides through the album the pair of the reviews because uh, I think it was on Boschfield Times for uh, Paul's review and I had both of them open as I was listening to the um, to the album and I enjoyed the album a lot more with these two guiding they kind of agreed on most things there was one song I or a couple of songs that they disagreed on but they pretty much liked the album just as much as each other which in turn is how much I kind of liked it as well. Um, so it was a good read, two good reads and a good listen to as well. And I can't say that for all Destruction albums. No, no, I, I, I you know, fantastic reviews, both Paul's and Gareth. Absolutely. Yeah, I echo those words. It's always great. To, I, I love reading reviews of people, whatever, you know, wherever they are in the printed press, on the online press. I always love seeing how people especially if it's an album that well for one an album that you haven't heard but certainly an album that i've heard that i'm hearing reading what that they're hearing as well I, I really like that kind of you know what how are they hearing that what are they getting from that um but ultimately it's opinions at the end of the day isn't it so um yeah um but but the yeah destruction for me i mean it's it's very hard to pick to get my teeth into an album that is just very very solid um it's destruction doing what destruction yeah. do you know, I, think I could i certainly couldn't review it because it's it's very good thrash metal that yeah it's destruction and they do a very good job at it yeah i, I know what you mean i know what you mean it's uh, a little bit dry to some people's ears. and I, a lot of teutonic stuff can can be that way for me but i'm just going to say this like i said this is the best destruction album i have heard i haven't heard them all um but i would say even the classic ones this is better than the classic ones for me destruction have got better as they've got older um i know that is sacrilege to a lot of destruction fans so there you go don't know it's just a difference of opinion shall we quickly talk about so thank you for that everyone let's talk quickly about our sister podcast the deepest cuts which i really enjoyed doing and it was with rich tricky hudson this week yeah well, it's great yeah, great we, that we were able to get Rich Tricky Hudson on here, the mighty heavy claw, onto the podcast. 
onto the deepest cut. So he selected three songs. We selected three songs each. Now he went for a bit of Bolt Thrower. He went for a bit of New Model Army and he went for a bit of Prodigy. So he really kind of pulled out his, I'm going to try and, not try, I'm going to throw in three different, totally different songs, weren't they? And um, yeah, made for a really, really interesting mix of nine song playlists. So it's cool. Great to chat to Rich and just great to have a playlist again that was very, very different. Nice to get your teeth into something that's so different. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to that, even though, you know, I had, I've contributed three to it. The other, you know, yours and, and Richard's were brilliant. And it kind of very, all very different, but it kind of welded together. These They kind of fall for me into place quite well at the moment. I'm, I, I, you know, it's it's nice to listen to. You know, I, I say that obviously contributing to it. But, I'm you know, when you think, oh, that doesn't go. Well, that even the Prodigy one, which sticks out a bit like a sore thumb, to be quite honest with you, that kind of fell in well with it. Certainly after we talked about it, we talked about the energy. It's You may dislike that song, but it has that energy to it. And uh, I just think it's uh, it's nice when people have their input into uh, into that feature. And we, like you said about the destruction, you hear what well, you could hear it, and you think, no, don't get it. And then you hear someone's opinion, you go, ah, okay. So you're coming it from from there. That and listen to it again, and you can kind of pick up on the vibe that they're they're going with it. Definitely, Mark Pensum. He said early doors, but rich, tricky Hudson, world eater. A bit of prodge and a new model army fan. I knew you're a man of taste and distinction. Yes, Robbie Stewart indeed did play for Slammer. Definitely live, and I think on Nightmare Scenario. So there you go. Uh, we knew that someone would be screaming at us. I think um, Paul said the same thing as well. Or somebody else was saying about the uh, the Slammer being... I think uh, it's Kevin, Kevin, was Kevin it? Adamson, yeah. There was a Kevin Adamson, yes. And I believe that there's... I thought it was an April Fool, but someone um, was saying that a member of Slammer are going to come on stage and do a Slammer song with Zentrex at the Manchester Rebellion show in a few weeks' time. Really? Apparently so. I thought it was an April Fool, but um, I think Kev posted something. Kevin Anderson posted something today or yesterday. Uh, I, I, I think it was today, actually. He, I think he listened to all of the Slammer back catalogue. And he okay. said, uh, he said um, anyone going to the Rebellion show, the Eccentrix Rebellion show, um, and he copied someone in. Uh, tagged someone in, which I assume is someone from either going to the show or is indeed the guy from Slammer. Um, and he said, uh, yeah, it'd be great to see some footage of the Slammer songs they're going to play. Like, oh, interesting. Something like that anyway. So maybe Kev will come on and let us know. OK. Uh, Hutch, Paul Hutchins, he said, this is becoming a real joy to listen to each week. More great choices and a banging Prodigy track as well. I've corrected Carl about Motorhead and we'll leave him to post about it. Keep up the good work and well played Rich Tricky Hudson. So, Carl, yes, the Yes, I said, uh, when did it ever get played live? Uh, Paul done a bit of digging for me, and he did come up with a great version. It was a great version, actually. I think he got the box set, one of the box sets that have come out fairly recently. I, I think it must have been the uh, Anniversary Overkill album. Uh, there is a complete live set, and uh, I Won't Pay Your Price, the song that I picked for the playlist for The Deepest Cut 7, um, they, they play it during that live show that is in, included in that box set. So he sent me a link to it. I listened to it. Uh, the ending is a bit haphazard just because it's a fade out on the record, but it's a great version. It's a great version. A lot more uh, straight ahead. There's not so many uh, guitar melodies in there just because they wanted to keep that live feel for it, um, 
Fast Eddie had to sacrifice some of the more intricate play uh, for to uh, mm. to um, get, to get it a balls out. Uh, Paul then went on to say that during the Overkill tour, um, they played it every single night on the UK legs, uh, which I think was about twenty or thirty times even, but I haven't played it since, and that tour finished in nineteen seventy nine. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> They've never played it since then, so uh, I was never ever going to be able to hear that song live, which is no. which is fine, you know. When you find out, oh yeah, they done it on one night on the uh, yeah. uh, on this tour. And I was like, that bloody guys, I went to that that tour and they didn't play it on my show. What? But they never have. So yeah. um, only privileged people that managed mm. to see them on the over on the Overkill tour got to hear it. Oh well, it was great to hear it on the playlist. Made for a real nice kind of addition to the playlist, mate. So good addition, and we've got another one coming up next week. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, do you know who's coming on with us? I do, I do. Yeah, the man that likes to bamboozle you with long black metal names and all sorts. No, no, he probably won't. He'll probably come up with the most basic names going. But it's uh, Adam Matheson. Great, great. ACDC would be fine. Mind you, if he's saying them, that's fine. He, you know, that that's that's no problem at all. Uh, have you have you uh, got some some tracks lined up, mate? Because I know I have. I haven't. No, I I normally just wait until um, the kind of week before that, and it's whatever I've been listening to that week. Really, it's just kind of what I've, it's kind of stemmed from what we've been listening to. So that's how I kind of how I form my three choices. What have I been listening to? So it will be what I'm listening to probably now that the club is kind of closed to this podcast it'll be what am i getting stuck into this next week so however in, often a lot of it is you know something that might come up in the deandrade or in a t90 yeah. or or something so i haven't got any any thoughts yet as to what might go in there but no doubt something will well no doubt something will there will be three three songs in there so it's interesting that you mentioned because we are going to talk about those two very features, the T90 that gets bought out of retirement every once in a while and then later on the D'Andrada years. But the T90, I just wanted to say thank you very much to Rich, Richard Oliver for putting this together. And thank you, Robbie, for, for getting it all sorted out. Now, I've we've actually met Richard, haven't we? We saw him at the Acid Rain show. He came down. Now, I spoke, uh, I had uh, a little bit of a chat with, with Richard. Now, Richard is a very open, friendly guy, very enthusiastic about his music. Um, and I love, I love chatting to him. Uh, like I say, he's, he's friendly. He comes across a very kind person. His playlist is the exact opposite of his personality that you couldn't get any further from, mate. It was incredible. That's the great thing about our kind of music, though, isn't it? That, you know, quite often yeah. when you and absolutely I, I totally agree. What a great guy, Rich is. Yeah. And a wonderful um, meeting him at the Acid Rain shows. It was great to put as many of these people are that we where you put a kind of uh, a name to the face or a face to the name. And it's great that this type of music when when people say, oh, I didn't think you'd like heavy metal. Well, that's what's great about it. You don't have to look like you're a, you know, you've got your leather jacket on and that, and you can like some of the most evil, aggressive, nasty sounding music. And this was probably one of the most brutal, heaviest, um, yeah, underground T90s that we've had. Pummeling, wasn't it? Absolutely nasty, uh, vicious, spiteful list he's got here. Yeah, a brutally heavy, devastating 10 song playlist it really was 
So I've, I've abbreviated each one for you to comment on very briefly, mate, because uh, I, I am conscious of time, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is obviously still up there on the club. Go and have a listen to or go and have a read. Uh, the the, uh, the playlists are still up there, the YouTube one and also the uh, the Spotify one minus one of the tunes. So um, I will start off and we start off and we, we've talked about this band just previously. And from that album, Sepultura Primitive Future, bold statement here. But I believe that Beneath the Remains is the greatest thrash album of all time. Thrash metal through a death metal filter and just completely savage and uncompromising. I love it when you hear that people love thrash metal albums outside of the big four, because whilst we know the importance of the big four, there's so much more thrash metal albums out there, aren't there? Yeah. And I love it also when Sepultura are getting a lot more kind of credit for not just Arise or not just Chaos AD or all yeah. the, you know, the stuff that followed, you know, that we're talking about the more primal stuff that, that, that came before it. So no, it's it's great, and it's it's just uh, it's cool that people are showing that it's not just the commercial stuff as well. Yeah, the one thing this playlist is not is commercial. That's that's no. true. Um, dark number two, Dark Angel, the burning of Sodom, which again links nicely into what Sepultura just did to Sodom. But anyway, uh, Darkness Descends just stepped it up massively, and is one of the blueprints for ultra violent sounding. T- so many classics on this album but the burning of sodom is just complete and utter carnage and is so unbelievably fast now if rich had a you just said that you know the kind of this t90 is is not commercial this is like you know sometimes you go to a or you, you go to gigs people have got their battle jackets on and you know that they have just literally sewn it on the night before or, or bought it off amazon or, or whatever it just looks too prim and proper this is a battle worn battle scarred this is the kind of battle jacket that you want if each of these t90 songs were one of those kind of little square patches on the back you know yeah. this is this is the thrashers kind of battle jacket isn't it like we say dark angel they are the thrashers thrash band uh yeah. someone's wearing their t-shirt at a gig you know that yeah you're you're in good hands and yeah this is yeah. this is a, a a brutal kind of um yeah it's just it's the the darker side of thrash metal, but equally, it's a it's a ferocious, ferocious side that we all love. Number three, violence. It doesn't let up. Serial killer. This album is just pure chaotic energy, and serial killer is one that always stands out with the gun blast heralding in frantic riffing before the drums and bass come crashing in and chaos ensues. One song that was made for the pit absolutely yeah i mean a few minutes and it's just done and dusted and it just yeah relentless just doesn't let up and he's kind of kept that energy going through this t90 it's just uh yeah utterly relentless yeah. great work Rich. Uh, we, we're three songs in i'd like to know i, I don't know how long this this th- it would be three minutes we're talk- probably talking about uh we're coming up for 10 minutes now I'd like to know how many bass drum strikes and how many snare drum strikes are within those three songs because there's a shitload and it doesn't let up either um the bpm is off the scale number four sodom tried and uh, tried tired and red agent orange which is one of the best german thrash albums of all time so many good songs and tired and red is just gnarly as fuck and a complete and utter thrash assault with an acoustic midsection being the only moment of respite in this playlist 
But that goes to show that Richard's really kind of thought about curating this playlist, hasn't he? He's obviously hasn't just gone, right, chuck this in, I'll chuck that in, I'll chuck that in. He's like, right, well, give him a little bit of a respite, just, you know, just a very small bit, and then we're off again. And, yeah, it's um, pretty frantic stuff. But, I mean, uh, Agent Orange, it's Hall of Fame stuff, and it's up there in the high echelons. You know, it's kind of 8.4, 8.3, something like that. It's a huge, huge album for many people. Morbid Saint, Crying for Death. Morbid Saint were a band I only discovered in recent years being a bit of a cult thrash, thrasher, a band who had never really got much exposure at the time. The song I have chosen, Crying for Death, will leave you weeping unless you are fully prepared for the onslaught that it brings. Yeah, weeping, absolutely. I mean, I think I wet myself. I mean, it was absolutely... <laughs> it was yeah, horribly brutal. And Tyler from blacklist we had the mosh and the roof on on the last mosh and the roof on volume two we had a selection of band members choose some of their songs that they wanted to put on a playlist and tyler chose a morbid saint song and it was off the same album that rich's song crying for death was on and yeah it was just a horrible horrible song but it, i mean it's all just there's nothing here that's very polished is there there's nothing at all everything is yeah, I mean, I've got to think of another word for horrible and brutal, but oh, I don't think yeah. that, that kind of sums it up. But yeah, another, I found myself really kind of going along with it, enjoying it. So great work yeah. again, Rich. Rich has given himself a mission statement for this T90 and he's stuck to it. Um, he goes on for number six, Devastation, Forsaken Hatred. Devastation are another underground band that I only discovered in recent years and their third and final album, uh, Idol is it idolatry absolutely brute idolatry idolatry absolutely blew me away a band unprecedented at the time who have gone on to have a cult following in modern times mm, yeah i mean we know them a little bit more now don't we and we certainly riley gale rest in peace riley from uh, power trip often seen wearing an obituary or a devastation t-shirt and it's no wonder the lead singer of uh, devastation uh, uh, riley often kind of certainly sounds sounded a lot like but yeah forsaken hatred from the album what a great great album that thankful that i am yeah more familiar with now thanks to rich but uh chris cleo from Sorcerer also chose this same song for his t90 so it's great when Bands that aren't on the kind of first or second radar, people have heard of Devastation, but if a few more people check out Devastation as a result of Rich's T90, they will have enriched their lives because it's it's <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant mix of that lovely blend of thrash and death metal. It's not too death metal, and it's a little bit heavier than the the kind of thrash metal, isn't it? So it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful kind of mixture. Brilliant stuff. And this band had to be on this one, really, didn't they? Creator, The Pestilence, sonically devastating and ripping thrash album. There are so many classics from this album. The Pestilence just steps up at the speed and aggression mm -hmm. that little bit more than the rest of the album. Yeah, I mean, it's a dirty, raw, yeah. vicious fucker of a song really isn't it i i mean it's i think brian's chosen it on his d'andrade uh, on his t90 it's, it's made it's mentioned quite a few times the pestilence it's just a horrible song but i mean it was it, creator we're going to get in there and something certainly yeah. just pleasure skill was going to be in there so 
definitely. Uh, number eight, Solstice transmogrified. The boundaries between thrash and death metal became very blurred in the late 80s and early 90s, and Solstice are a band that managed to take the best from both worlds. Transmogrified opens the album and is just utter death thrashing carnage. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, what can I say without repeating myself? Again, it's that kind of, yeah, devastation. The, 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 the band's like devastation. Um, and I thought Demolition this was Hammer, slightly, but... slightly more death metal than more than the others. Well, I, I felt that the Devastation, the Solstice, the Demolition Hammer were kind of fairly kind of similar. But yes, this was a little bit more a kind of a a bit more deathy. But yeah, it's a yeah. Well, death. now we're going on to number nine, mate. I am fully prepared that we may have to redo the segment because. Uh, we're just going to go for it. Sadus, Hands of Fate. Chemical Exposure is just one of the fastest, the most aggressive thrash debuts in recorded history. The band absolutely rip and tear throughout this album. LA Guns. Oh, we can't keep that joke going, can we? No. <laughs> Uh, rip and tear though that was the uh, the uh, uh, rip and that was the LA Guns reference for people that may know. So you can just talk about rap. We'll give LA Guns a bit of a drop. Why not? But um, yeah, let, let's move on before we do actually drop out. Uh, and to finish off this absolutely pummeling um, playlist, Demolition Hammer, uh, Aborticide. The whole album is one of the most violent and crushing thrash you will ever hear, but album closer Aborticide just takes the award for one of the most utterly devastating thrash songs to ever be recorded. And a punishing way to close the T90. Just, yes, thank thank you, Rich, for taking the time to share your 10 songs. It was, we know from the, we see from the, the kind of not the figures but the the stats of what goes on in the club and this t90 had a massive massive kind of um reach in terms of how many people it reached and not just in likes but the actual post reach it was it was huge so uh rich you've done a great job of getting some of this horrible gnarly thrash metal out to people good job yeah, really thought about it, got that mission statement in and got like an album opener and closer. Done it, done it exactly how you should, mate. That was brilliant. And uh, we've got three comments here from three members. Uh, Mark Penson, frankly amazed this post hasn't self, was that emulated? At first, it's pure filth, uh, it's filth, pure thrash filth. And second, Richard Oliver has selected the unmentionable band, but no one from that record. Yeah. So that's in reference to Sadus. We've got to say, it's kind of like uh, the, the fella from Harry Potter, isn't it? We've got to just say, we, we can't be scared of saying it anymore. No, I mean, Swallowed in Black, Sadus, there you go. We've exercised our demons. It wasn't from that. <laughs> it was from Illusions. I think it was Illusions, was it? Oh, whatever it was from, they're welcome here. Sadus, you are welcome. Yes. Um, Gareth Pugh, great choice. These picks are heavier than a skip full of anvils. Think I have every one of these except your two daily picks. Devastation was an inspired choice. Going to enjoy this playlist. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I've been introduced to Devastation as well. So, yeah, yes. really enjoyed that album. 
Just so you know, The Daily is a group of like-minded souls listening to one song every day from an album. Uh, so everyone picks an album, we listen to one song a day from it, and we jumble it all up so we don't listen to all the albums from beginning to end. We jumble it all up, and Devastation is in the current mix at the moment. What else have we got in there? Cole, Cole, what else have we got in yeah. there? I mean, we've got, you know, we've got... Yes. We've got Serif Ungold, haven't we? We've got uh, Cleverlitech, yeah. or however you say them. We've got... Um, yeah. What else have we got? We've got Your Lot, which is uh, Old Father. What's, yeah, we've got yeah. Old Father. It's just quite doomy, isn't it? Yeah. We've got Wasp, Last Command. Yeah. We have got Wasp, yeah. What, what else have we got, Carl, in there? We've uh, got... Um, yeah, we, we, I'm proud of it, mate. We got "Bring Me the Horizon" uh, album in there as well, which is which is causing ripples, mate. You can't deny that, can you? <laughs> it's ripples, mate. No. It's oh, ripples. I mean, it's caused yeah. ripples, mate. So it's done what it is meant to do. What music is meant to move you one way or another. "Bring Me the Horizon" has done that. Um, Mick O'Reilly, just to finish this off, more brutal than an Acme anvil impacting with a rocket-propelled coyote. Ooh, right, I like that little uh, little image there, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. So, again, Richard, if any of you get the pleasure of spending some time with Richard Oliver at a gig or in a boozer uh, because he likes a pint, um, you will find him very open, very warm, and he will talk to you about thrash metal, death metal, and music in general, no problem at all. Uh, he is nothing like that playlist. That's all I will say, because you will not feel, after speaking to him, you will not feel pummeled. You will not find fluid coming out of every single orifice in your body. None of those things will happen when you speak to Richard Rod. When you listen to that playlist, all of those things may well happen. Mm. In abundance so um that's uh that was great thank you very much rich really appreciate that okay uh let's move on to the other one we uh recommendations you get hang on mate which is the door before you do yes. we've also got another t90 coming up in the next oh. well, i say next next uh, we, not quite it's not quite there but jamie kinghorn long-time member of the club valued member He's actually off yes. over in Boston at the moment, going to be running. Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. That's the one, going to be running a marathon. Just want to say the very best of luck, Jamie. Hope you oh. have a wonderful trip over there. And, yeah, good luck in your running. Not that you need it because you're, you know, a bit of a mean runner, but great stuff. Looking forward to hearing what you're picking your T90. Not not that there's any rush. Just, just enjoy your running, mate. But great stuff. Yes, oh, that'd be good. Uh, look forward to listening to that. And who knows, he might. When is when is the marathon? Uh, I think it's this weekend, so possibly Saturday or Sunday. Ooh, he could be listening to us as he's trotting around the uh, lovely city of Boston. He could. He could be. Yeah. Hope not. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. But yeah. you know, I don't know how long we're gonna. Well, how? But he he will do it in about an hour and a half, wouldn't it? It's, it's just like it's just like food and drink to him. He'll eat up those miles, wouldn't he? Uh, he, he won't do it in an hour and a half. He, he would probably do it in a little, probably a bit, bit, bit more than that. Bit mate, but in, than that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? What? I did have a conversation when because uh, we saw his stuff for the London Marathon or eight marathon that he done. I'm sure it's the London Marathon. And I said, oh yeah, I, I I followed my mate on, you know, because he was so in every step of the way, sort of thing, wasn't he? And you could you could log on to something and see it. And when I said his lap times, so I went, yeah, that's good. How far? Uh, how quick is he doing it? And that's that's unbelievable. That was really like it was like an elite runner. So uh, uh, he he can definitely run. Um, yeah. 
definitely can. So uh, that that's definitely can. So um, moving on then. So good luck with that, Rich. Um, so um, let's move on to the other place where you get um, um, recommendations from, and that is the D'Andrade years, mate. Uh, but I have done a little bit, but there's a slight caveat with it, mate. Oh, is it is it the Carl Black show again? Come on. It's, it's Carl Black. So this one was done earlier on this afternoon. And this is what happens when I, I have all the list of albums. I just put them on the list on the spreadsheet and give them a one, two, and three. And then we just go through it that way. Or either I go through it. And I'm always thinking, oh, that's the second, fourth place, uh, second, third place it's had. Oh, that's got a first, second, and third now. And that's doing well. That's out. <clears> and so I kind of just commentated through it. What I didn't know is that the app I was using only gave me half an hour of audio. So there's only half an hour of doing it. And I don't know exactly when it got cut off. But I tried to mention, I was mentioning as many people as I can. Now, I may, if we finish early um, or finish in a little bit, I may um, go back and re-record some of the stuff that I that was lost but I don't know exactly how much was lost. Not much. There is half an hour on there, which seems a lot, but we do go through all of the albums. Um, so I just don't, I'm going to get cut off, bang, and then you're going to be back here, um, unless I can be bothered to um, to uh, re-speak, redo it. But now that I know that, I will make a, a, mm. a, a mental note as to stop at half an hour, pause it, refresh it, and then go again. Um, but other than that, should we hand over to the devilishly handsome Carl in the thrash metal album of the Fortnite Club Studio? Mm. It would help if I got the um, the thing up on so I could pause it. Um, I've got to go and find <laughs> We're still recording and I've got to go and find it. Uh, let's hand over to the devilishly handsome Carl now. Thank you to Carl and Robbie for handing over to me in the, the uh, thrash album of the Fortnite Club Studio, a.k.a. The Shed, where I've been accused today that there are people buried beneath. Um, I can take it from me. Please take it from me. No one buried beneath here. Uh, no, Patio is purely hardcore and not the uh, the music, unfortunately. But um, thank you for handing over to me. And that cull is looking devilishly handsome as well. So. Just going to go out, go through the D'Andrade years, going to put them all in place, and then I'll hand back to Robbie and Carl, and they will do the uh, ranking, the top 10. Um, this just gives a little bit of a shout out to everyone that has um, bothered to put a album or a three albums into the D'Andrade years. And this one is 1997. So my ones have gone in. Machine Head, The More Things Change, Handsome. Uh, if you don't know, that's a Terry Date produced post-hardcore, you could almost say emo album before emo became the emo that we know. And Deftones around the first. So let's see what 1997. We start off with Psy Cobb that just says that's awesome. Thanks. And that is in reference to the year before that we did, which was 2015, uh, for getting annihilated anti-social engineering in at third place for that year. Well deserved, sir. Well deserved. Let's start with the um, first ones proper. Okay. We have got Andrew Matthews here. Just going to smash those in for you, Andrew. And he has picked as his number one, Ramstein. And it says, see such. Okay, I uh, don't know much about Ramstein. Um, he's also got the Enslaved, just Eld. 
So there you go. And he's also gone for around the third fur by Deftone. So that gets a second third place. He's also gone for some honorable mentions, obituary and uh, machine head. And um, he, uh, Mr. Andrew Matthews has been corrected by a few people. I'm sure we will get through all of that. Richard Oliver, 1997, was a barren year for thrash unless you were deep underground. My top three thrash influence albums are as follows. So I shall put these are all new to our... Well, we've only got four in there at the moment. So all new in there. We've got Strapping Young Lad, City. We have got Vader, uh, Back to the Blind. So that's in at second place. And Crown of Thorns, Eternal Death. Um, and I've just missed the death, the H off the death. So I'll whack that in now. So that's, uh, as as Richard was saying, pretty hardcore. Honourable mentions. Uh, Devon Townsend's Ocean Machine, Biomech, uh, Ulva. Uh, not, I'm not going to pronounce all of that. You're not getting me doing that. Uh, and Symphony X, The Divine Wings of Tragedy. But we will move on to, so thank you for that, Rob Davies, who's given us quite an eclectic mix here let's put these into our um into our our list here we got built to last by sick of it all we have got overkill's album um and he's abbreviated to uh f-t-u-a-b is that the underground one i will get that no doubt and uh the prodigy in quick succession get a couple of mentions here in third place with their one fat of the land can't believe i overlooked the prodigy so have edited accordingly apologies to fear factory so that is an edit fear factory disappearing from his top three thank you rob we have now got moving on to another uh different three from drew cochran thank you drew um i will smash those in and drew has gone for claw finger true motherfucker uh day aside don't know any day aside songs probably about satan serpents of the light and he has gone for uh one of richard oliver's honorable mentions symphony x divine wings of tragedy so that's all good in the hood thank you very much for that drew andrew biles uh we have got entombed um shoot straight that's got a um that's got a bit more there's a there's a burger with that fries uh shoot straight speaking the truth and knowing something or other and then you've got as his second place megadeth's cryptic warnings and then strapping young lad get a third place that are already on so thank you very much andrew um ian salisbury he has gone for uh, two that we haven't got so far and one that we've already got the first one his top one is emperor um and that is anthems of the welkin at dusk and then he's also gone for enslaved eld so i'll put that into apologies if i'm pronouncing any of these wrong and then to finish up um ian's top three if i can just copy it without copying all the others we have got bruce dickinson's accident of birth uh one of the solo albums obviously so thank you very much for that he's also uh ian goes on and says Hurts to leave out Gamma Ray, Hammerfall, Deicide, Dark Tranquility and In Flames. Great year. So there you go. Uh, John Beavis has gone for number one, Around the Fur by Deftones. 
So all good there. Thank you very much. Uh, Megadeth Cryptic Warnings gets a second place. So I will smash that in. It's second, second place. And then we've got Obituaries Back from the Dead, which I think is new for us. So I will copy and paste that in. Um, let's smash that. Obviously, Obituary closing today as I actually do, or closed yesterday, actually. Um, so, uh, slowly Rot got a good result. Uh, no doubt we have already discussed that on the podcast. Now we go on to the machine. Paul Hutchins, Emperor. Second uh, uh, vote for Emperor there. Straight in there. So that's cool. Um, second place for Paul, The Prodigy, Fat of the Land. That's the one with all the hit singles on there, I believe, if I know my Prodigy. And then one, uh, a new entry for us, Dimu Bogir. I hope I've spelled, I've pronounced that right. Can never, you, you know, don't. I, I will second guess myself until the cows come home. A throne darkness triumphant. So lovely there to see a Dimmu Bogge. And I always remember going to one download and someone had put on their car painted in like gloss oil based gloss paint Dimmu Bogge across the sides of the car. That's in deep. Um, Andrew Matheson, crown of thorns gets his first place. We've already had that. So that's getting that's got a first and a third at the moment. Emperor's got a second place in there. Emperor hot off the bat straight away. Good. And then um someone I've not heard of, Biosphere. Uh Substratia. Um not heard of them, don't know anything about them. That could be one uh, a bit of a um recommendation there for us. Thank you, Adam. Um, we have got David Bradshaw, and we have got two new ones. Uh, yes, we got two new ones actually from David. Um, we have got In Flames, and is that Horacle? Um, didn't play on words there, but that gets his top spot. And then Machine Heads, the more things change, gets a second place. And then first one on four, Metallica's Reload. There you go, reload. And I can't remember the last time I listened to that from front to back, but it made David Bradshaw's top three. Thank you very much, mate. Pete Lecren, overkill, gets a, a first point. First, first. Brilliant. Machine Head gets a second, second. And Hammerfall. There, I've had a few mentions, but now they find themselves on our spreadsheet proper and they get a third position so that's brilliant thank you very much mate uh lee shep dismember now i'm not sure what album that is he hasn't put the albums um uh, but that's fine in fact all three of these i believe are going straight onto our um onto our chart so we've got dismember for lee at number one we've got the guar album that was released in 1997 and then we've got hypocrisy as well no doubt they get voted again i will smash those in okay so we have got mark pensum no thrash there wasn't a whole nut for me but he has gone for emperor 
as his top pick and i just need to find emperor again so that's doing very well black metal album he says anthems at the welcome at dusk i do like a bit of emperor proper craft then the prodigy have got a, another pick uh, second second there so that's doing reasonably well uh fat of the land absolute banger always love this band especially live and then he's gone the mighty mighty boss tones bit of um what would you call them scar maybe not sure what you would call uh, mighty mighty by the one was like a swing band aren't they this was played it's called let's face it let's play uh this was played loud a lot but my first house in 1997 and then prompted promptly got sent halfway across the country for nine weeks to live in a single bedroom again this was my come home first cd of the run every week thank you very much so emotional attachment to the mighty mighty boss tones thank you uh for that mark dave Rowe, emperor gets another first uh let's go up to see where emperor is this is the other thing someone trying i'm trying to oh no i've gone back to one that's actually got its third first place so that's doing really well uh devin townsend's got another one uh let's see if i can find that one on here devin oh did devin not get uh, devin got an, an honorable mention didn't he oceans machine uh, so I will put that on as his second, but Strapping Young Lad has got its second third. So that's cool. I'll just put the Devin, the actual, so he, he obviously had a Strapping Young, uh, Strapping Young Lad album and a Devin Townsend solo album. So thank you very much, Dave Rowe. Really appreciate that. Edwin Groanworld. Uh, uh, so he's gone. Asak, Brutal Truth, Death Tones, Dillinger Escape Plan, Faith No More, Helmet, Incubus, uh, uh, Napalm Death, Strapping Young Lad, etc. What a great year. Never realised it. Top three, very difficult. And he's gone for Faith No More as his number one. I think that's first one on the chart. If it isn't, I apologise and I will sort out later. So that's not a problem. It says, probably because we played most of the album live in a Faith and More tribute band. Most fun I ever had on stage with great musicians I was lucky enough to play with. Had to be Napalm Death as number two. So first one, I think. Oh, have we had Napalm Death before? Let me just have a quick look. Uh, let me see if I can find... Uh, uh, fine next uh no did haven't got it so that's fine i will put that in again if it turns out that it's a double entry on there i will sort that out later and then we for edwin's third choice we've got brutal truth who make a uh, who make the list so they get their first third so that's brilliant thank you very much mate uh, who we got now? Rich Tricky Hudson. Hello, mate. Uh, well, in a year I could have slapped in Big Willie Styley. I'm going for the Rollins Band. Come in and burn. There you go. Uh, so the Rollins Band, they get the Rollins Band. Uh, they get a first, first, first. Faith No More. Oh, no, Fat of the Land, the Prodigy uh, for a second, which is obviously... We shouldn't be surprised, seeing as we got a pick on the deepest cuts from Rich. And then we have got Ben. He, he says, saw this tour. It was a great album. Then third place, Ben Harper, The Will to Live. Ooh, now, Ben Harper, did he 
support Metallica at that big day out that they had at Milton Keynes Bowl in 97. Well, it must have been 97. Uh, I can't remember if it was him or not. Got uh, um, Rich goes on to say about Ben Harper. Got almost everything the guy has done. Great songwriting. Honestly, I almost put Backstreet Boys and Robbie Williams in. Lots of nights at the Union Bar in the last year of uni. There you go. Thank you. A bit of uh, context there. Right. We move on to Mike uh, Luke Michael Thrash. He has gone for Deicide as his number one, Serpents of the Light. Uh, he has gone for Obituary, Back from the Dead. That gets on there as a second, which is great. And uh, Emperor gets a uh, lots of death and black metal. And Emperor get there, Nelson. They've got a, they've got three firsts, one second, and now one third. The first band to do it this time round for this year. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Chris Poole. Let's go Iron uh, Bruce Dickinson. Accident of Birth at number one. We have got Guar. Now we go are, are on our list. They get their second second. And Faith No More, album of the year. That's down here, gets its first third. Thank you very much, Chris. Now we go on to another Chris from Chris Poole to Chris Gambold, who goes top one, maybe surprisingly. Don't know. See what you think about it. But it is on here already. Um, Cryptic Warnings by Megadeth is uh, Chris Gambold's number one. I enjoyed this one a lot more than the one-paced euthanasia. There's some proper thrash on here, too, in the shape of the disintegrators. Then we have got Conqueror, Weed Out the Week, which, again, is topical um, because uh, Robbie picked that for the deepest cut so that gets its first second chris says one of the things chris contos got into after being booted from machine head was joining up with danish death thrashers conqueror on this rather excellent return to form james james murphy also shows up on the guitar and then he uh chris has gone for machine head uh the more things change uh for a third place um Arguably still their heaviest record, full of timeless neo-thrash classics from start to finish. Honourable mentions, Napalm Death, Strapping Young Lad, Deftones, Bruce Dickinson, Skin Lab, Helmet, Deceased, Emperor and Enslaved. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, Graham Meldrum has been on the new, all right, the Newtown Grunts, Day of the Jakey. Um, that's... Uh, that goes straight onto our list. Uh, no one's picked that before, so that gets its first first. Probably not going to float too many folks' boat unless they are lucky enough to ever witness them live. Then you'll keen, or then you'll know, possibly. Uh, the ABBA cover with their own lyrics is, and always was, glorious. Second is the Get Up Kids 4-Minute Mile. Again, new to our list. Put that in. That gets its first second place. Uh, Midwest Emo Greatness. And this is up my street, Graham, as your third point, your third pick. And it's fresh onto our chart again. It's better than a thousand and just one. Just one is better than a thousand. Uh, can we have new uh, youth of today? No. Okay, this will do then. Yes. And that's uh, Ray Capo um, and his Krishna best. Thank you very much, mate. Okay, thank you for that, Graham. Let's go on to Kevin Adamson. Top pick, 
straight onto our chart. It's album number 39 on our on our chart, so that's good. On our list, rather, I'd say. It's not a chart yet. Um, just getting the, the sale, giving it its one. And that is Deceased Fearless Undead Machines. That sounds quite intense. Uh, Dismember. They get a first, second death metal. And then Vader, who are also on a very early on edition, they get their first third. So if anyone votes Metallica, the door is over there. Oh, Zems are fighting. No, they're not fighting words. Uh, they, uh, people are laughing about it. Uh, we have had someone vote for load. No doubt we'll get someone else as well. Thank you for that, Kevin. Um, Jamie Kinghorn, not much in the way of thrash for me. I was listening to mostly other stuff at this point. Anyway, The Prodigy, Fat of the Land. And the pro a lot of people were listening to The Prodigy, Fat of the Land. As that gets its Nelson, as it's got a one first, three, third, three seconds, and one third. Thank you, Jamie. Faith No More, Album of the Year, gets its second first. Uh, no, it doesn't get its second first. It gets its first second, which again, it's a Nelson. It's got a one of each. And then new one, new addition to our list, Foo Fighters, the colour and the shape. And just so you know, um, Everlong is from that album. And that is what my wife walked down the aisle to. Unbelievable. She was she was saying to me, actually, can I come on your podcast, seeing as you're doing it in the middle of the day, because um, I'm off work at the moment because of the holidays. And I said, no, you're not a member of the club. You're not coming on. And she she want she doesn't really want. To, she just wants to sabotage it. So I say I'll, I, I tell her I gave her a mention about our wedding and everything will be all right in the uh, in the household. So that's cool. Pete D, uh, thank you as ever, Pete. Number one. Your first pick is number 41 on our list, and that is Immortal Blizzard Beast. Thank you very much. Um, then in 1997, uh, we have gone for the Prodigy in second place there from, from Mr. PD. <coughs> Thank you very much, mate. And then your third pick, which I'm surprised has it's got this far down before we've got this because they are a bit of a cult band in this club. And that is Primus and their album, the Brown album. So thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate that. Okay, let's go with Brian D'Andrade. And we have got, this is Thrash Metal Up and Down. We have got Sodoms Till Death Do Us Unite. So that's going straight in as your number one. Thank you very much. Unleashed Warrior. So another addition to our to our list here. That gets a, um, a second point, a second placing. And then Overkill, which someone has mentioned before. Overkill, there we go. And the album is called From the Underground and Below. Below, I knew it was about the underground. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, Paul Holton, we have got three new additions. Um, and one, I am not going to pronounce straight away. It is his first pick, but I've got something to help me. I've got my, uh, I've got my um, speech thing. So I will get that to help. So I'll just bear with me with that. Second pick is Old Man's Child, the pagan something or other. That gets a second place. And Orange Goblin Frequencies from Planet 10. Oh, that sounds, that sounds interesting. Now, I don't know whether you can hear this. I'm going to paste those into um, Word, and I'm going to see what it's called. Let's see if you can hear. Borgner, 
the olden domain, and then we got the old man's child prosperity. There you go. Just wanted to make sure we got that right. Thank you very much for those, um, Paul. They are going straight on, um, and just like that, we got Nigel Taylor. Uh, thank you for for putting your selection in, Nigel. We have got Saxon unleash the beast. Um, most people say that when they unzip their fly. And then just like that, um, Orange Goblin get two mentions uh, with frequencies from Planet 10 as it gets its second place. And then a bit of a cult thing, this with Mr. Dickinson. Um, Bruce gets here uh, a second, third place with his album Accident of Birth. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, let's go. Nicholas Yaban, we have got Entombed, and I knew there was more, and Nicholas has helped me out. It's got its second first, which is to ride, shoot straight, and speak the truth. Then we got two that we are new additions to our list. First one, uh, Razor. Let me just paste that in. Razor gets its first second for their album, Decibels. And then one that's kind of up my street. I love Change Addiction, but I don't think I've ever heard this album because they had gone away and then they'd come back again. And that's James Addiction's Kettle Whistle. Or is that the compilation? Not sure. But um, I don't think I've listened to that anyway. Uh, okay, Kedrick. He has gone for Ramstein. Now, I am going to put that in. And I'm going to copy that word. Whatever. Yeah, my, my Sprachensi Deutsch is... Um, das is not good. So I need to just paste that in i just need to set out how to pronounce it sinsat sinsat there you go um hopefully that's come out okay and then we've got uh, another one for the prodigy um if i can find those uh this is this is this is this is the fear now that i i could put them in in alphabetical order but i've kind of got them in like date and data uh, uh carbon dating so I know it was, and it's got its fifth second place, the fat of the land. So that's doing really well. That's in the top 10. You would think that would be in the top 10. And then you've got Devon's Ocean Machine, which was a bit later on. Uh, just look for that old Devon. If I can't do it, I'll have to, I'll have to do the, um, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to go control F and we're going to have to go Dev. Uh, there you go, Devon Townsend in at album 29 um, with the Oceans uh, uh, Ocean Machine. So thank you very much for that, Kedrick. Really appreciate that. Okay, we have got Tony Watson. To be fair, around 97, I stayed strayed from the heavier end of the music spectrum and started listening to more indie stuff. The only three from the list that stand out for me are Metallica, uh, who are, as far as I'm concerned, can do no wrong to this day. Uh, so apparently you've been seen, shown the door there, but no, you are welcome, more than welcome. Metallica, they get their first first. Um, Overkill, so Overkill and their underground album, that was fairly early on, so that gets its second second. And Tony's gone, and Ozzy. 
it was set uh, i'm setting my ways and most new bands are just a watered down version of what i've seen gone before i'm a miserable old bastard at my happiest so that might explain it <laughs> well thank you tony you can be miserable on here uh, what aussie 97 that wasn't no more tears i think that was slightly earlier so i'm not sure what aussie album that is off the top of my head but i will obviously investigate thank you very much three new additions to our list uh, from Corvo Atano, Fish, Sunsets of Empire. Any, uh, I know Marillion fans, uh, but this was quite a way after their appearance at Pebble Mill. So um, I'm wondering how many people have got this Fish album. Easily my favourite album of his solo work. Simply brilliant. And then we have got at number two for Corvo, Pain of Salvation, Utopia. Um, so that's going on. I just didn't discover a pain of salvation until I saw them supporting Dream Theatre, where they made a massive impact on me. And then we have got... Now, I almost said this was contraception, and this is where I probably would have said it, and Robbie would have started laughing and then corrected me, or I would have got a lot of um, a lot of abuse back. But it's con Conception, I think it is. Flow, what a fantastic album. May appeal to Queen's Reich fans, somewhat ironically, seeing as how 97 is where the Reich started going downhill, in my opinion. Thank you very much, Corvo. Uh, welcomed addition to our list. That's album 54 that you've just put on for us. Thank you very much. Right, we've got Gareth Pugh. The thrash that was released was a bit of a meh side. Overkill was very bland. Someone's sending a message. I'll look at that in a second. Smack in the middle of their groove period. Sodom are still recovering. I wouldn't recover fully until Code Red. Annihilator was a Jeff Solo project. So, Machine Head. The more things change. So that's going straight up as that gets its second first place. Thank you very much, mate. Um, one we haven't had yet. Paradise lost one second. And then we have also got a third, third place for Bruce Dickinson. I'm just going down to the bottom of the list and putting in uh, Paradise Lost's one second. Um, honorable mentions, Megadeth, Napalm Death, Opeth, In Flames, Obituary, Children of Bodom. Uh, also very disappointed by another underwhelming Metallica album. Thank you so much, mate. As always, your input is valid, as is everyone's. Ross Johnson. Um, th uh, three new ones and one that I'm going to have to have a hand pronouncing. So bear with me. So going to smash those in. The Dwarves are Ross's number one. And that is the Dwarves are young and good looking and... Um, no doubt lots of nakedness on that album because there they usually always is um right let's get my word document up so i can understand what uh what this one is because i'm looking at it and it's got it's got lots of unusual letters in various places so let's have a look uh blood sabbath is the name of the album bell bell figure is how I'm pronouncing it. That's how words pronouncing it. So they get your second place. And then we got Broken Hope Loathing as your third place. Uh, honourable for Ross, honourable mentions are Deicide, Lard, Vader, Vital Remains, Sick of It All, um, and Wu-Tang Clan Forever, which was a double album from Wu-Tang Clan, if I remember. Um, so that's good. Thank you very much. Uh, Steve Grania. 
Now, this is interesting. We've got a number 59 on our list. So we've got a lot of albums in this year. And number one is an album that I'm listening to gradually with um, 11 other souls or 10 other souls. And that is Judas Priest's Jugulator, which is, of course, their first with Ripper Owens, their first without uh, Rob Halford. Uh, it's made Steve's number one. So thank you for that. That's on the list. We have got Overkill. Uh, uh, that, got, that gets its third, second place. And then we've got Saxon. Now that got mentioned. Um, so we're going down here. That was quite late on. Uh, oh, I thought, how do you get there? It is. And that's its first third place for Saxon. Unleash the Beast. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, Dan Squires. Uh, and now, after hearing that, it's back for results time, mate. Um, if I think a lot of people may have skipped forward half an hour, though. I don't know. I think your your dulcet tones, people quite like hearing you. Uh, I skipped forward half an hour, but I think... <laughs> Yeah, well, you you get you get you get enough this end anyway, don't you? Yeah. So uh, that's that's okay. Let me get the uh, list up, and I have got the results. So one thing I didn't do was get who came close because I don't think anyone came close. So, but I do need to go through it and have a look again. But we have got a top fifteen, mate. Wow. Um. So just so because I was going through the running running totals. We have got, if the spreadsheet loads for me, 62 albums were mentioned. Quite albums. So we have got Joint 10th, Paradise Lost. Oh, actually, I need to just do this. We have got Paradise Lost, one second, Immortal mm. Blizzard Beast. Mm. We got the Dismember album, Deicide, Serpents of the Light. Uh, and Deftones around the fur, all joint 11th, actually, as it turned out, or joint 10th, rather. Well, I mean, I, a right old mixture there, but this is 97, isn't it? Everything was going on in 97. Oh, I can only speak for one one or two of those albums, certainly Paradise Lost. It was in one of my top three, not one of their greatest albums, but an album that, you know, I've got a bit of a connection with. I enjoyed it. It's a very clear change in their sound. Uh, quite, uh, quite, quite a bold move from them, but yeah, there, there's some stuff on there that I really like, and the yeah, Immortal album, uh, well, yeah, the kind of punishing, kind of black, ferocious metal, really. Other than that, I can't, yeah, I don't know the Deftones album, I don't know the Diet Deicide album, and and what was the other one? Immolation was it? Immortal, uh, um, Paradise Immortal, Dismember, Deicide. Yeah, dis Dismember. Sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, just showing that you do. You, you do know the Deftones one. This has got the hit singles on it, mate. It does. Does it? What's that? House um, in the Jar of Flies or something? No, no. That one after this one's got um, Summertime, the song uh, Shove It. That one. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know that, but I, I should maybe go and reevaluate my top three then, shouldn't I, now knowing that? <laughs> <laughs> um, joint ninth. Uh, this one you may, these two you may know. Uh, Faith No More album of the year and Bruce Dickinson's Accident of Birth. Mm, I, I know, I, I do know them. I don't know them very well, but I know that the Bruce one came out in 97. Obviously, we're talking about it. And you look at the year 97, what Maiden albums came out in 97? Um, um, one of the Bla it was Blaze Bailey in the band. Blaze, well, it was 
97. Virtual 11. Blaze was there. So it, I do like this uh, Bruce Dick. I'm not a massive, I'm not massively into it, but I do like the, the, the Bruce Dickinson one. I've listened to it a lot more since uh, we've spoken about it in the club about a year ago. I can't remember why, but we spoke about it about a year ago. And I, I, I've been listening to it a few times. And, it, you know, 97. Um, yeah, what was it? Uh, either X Factor or, I don't know, um, I'm thinking it's Virtual Eleven. Virtual so that's 11. the next one. I think yeah. the, uh, so the X Factor had been released around about that time. But this is this is this is a, a very strong, um, almost like a, almost like you're kind of thinking it's like the album that Maiden would want to be making at the time if they looked back. Oh, really? It was a great album. It's really good. I mean, Man of Sorrows. That's a song on there. Uh, what else? I, I can't remember off the top of my head some of the songs, but certainly "Man of Sorrows" was a was a great song. Uh, yeah, maybe I've not listened to it. I've, I've, I've oh, listened. you'd love it, mate. You'd love it. It's really? almost like a bit of a. It is almost like a, if you think the natural natural introduction to what maybe Brave New World could be. Yeah. You know the next Maiden just album, it down, yeah. And it, 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 yeah, it's all a bit very, not very samey, but it's very strong. I mean, Adrian Smith was on it, I think, and um, yeah, Bruce sounds brilliant. So no, I, I think it's, I think it's a very strong Bruce Dickinson album that is, yeah, it's probably the album Maiden wish they'd made that didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but they didn't. Uh, joint fifth, mate. Megadeth's cryptic warnings entombed uh, to ride to speak straight and shoot the straight truth or whatever it's called. Uh, I've done that in the segment perfectly. Uh, Strapping Young Lads album and the Ramstein album, which I'm not going to pronounce now, but I did pronounce it perfectly back then. Mm, and I'm going to kind of hold my hands up and say I really don't know any of them particularly well, particularly well at all. Well, um, you know, I, I, I'm out. I'm out of Megadeth by now, and by then, Ramstein is it Sensucked or Sensucked? Sensucked. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I pronounce it perfectly. Yeah. So, yeah, I just hmm. they're they're rightfully there, mate. But I can't say why they're there because I'm not. <laughs> That's fair. That's, that's, what about that's you? Fair what about you? What, do, you, you, do you like any of them ones? Um, let me have a look. Um, I couldn't get on with that Megadeth one. The Entomb one, I really liked. Um, it is um, really that beginning of that kind of they're leaving the death metal behind and they're going into this rot and roll kind of. You can hear a lot of yeah. punk in that music. I, I liked it. I saw them on this tour as well. Uh, I, I thought they were a, a, a very different beast, but they still played uh, Left Hand Path as well during this tour. Um, Hollow Man was absolutely immense. I remember that, and I remember the songs of this. Is, is Hollow it's Man not, on this it, album? Because that was an EP, that, Hollow, wasn't it? It was an EP, and yeah. that was the one that, that followed. This was the album that followed the uh, Hollow uh, Man EP. Yeah. So I didn't see. I don't think they toured. I, well, they may well have toured it. I didn't see them uh, on that tour. Uh, for Hollow Man, but they played it as I think they might have played it like second or third in. It sounded fucking brilliant, like really good. Um, so um, 
yeah, uh, I just think at that period of time, I just really liked very different from the from the clandestine and left hand path. Oh, yeah, just that no, I mean, that from that, that that sound where they went from like kind of Wolverine Blues at Hollow Man, yeah, definitely that kind of thrash and roll was very, very prevalent, absolutely. But this album, it probably sounds exactly, exactly uh, like that, yeah. I mean, I, I do remember the front cover kind of like a um, was it a skeleton? It like yeah, it looked like an old B movie poster yeah, in some respects. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um next one in on its own in fourth place, the Overkill album from that year, from the underground and below. And did it sound anything like previous Overkill albums? Probably did, but that's um, what they it, do and they do it very, very well. So rightly so. I I'm not sure. I think this is a slightly different sound i think it's slightly groovier actually but i've not heard it all the way through so yeah i think someone did mention it so uh, there you go third place on its own one of my picks machine head the more things change you crack on then and talk about it i i felt that this was a lot more of a um focused version of um burn my eyes i just yeah. felt the songs were a little bit more interested structured a little bit better and just executed just a little bit more professionally i prefer this album i think there are better songs on burn my eyes but as mm-hmm. an album as a whole i prefer the more things change okay that's cool now can you believe this mate i think i am going to give the top spot to they've got equal we've got equal first points in total but um, one of the bands has got more first places. So do you think that deserves the first place? Absolutely. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, second, The Prodigy, Fat of the Land. Mm. No, it's great. Great to see them in here. We talked about them earlier. Rich chose them in his tea, uh, in his uh, Deepest Cuts, a band yeah. that seemed to resonate very highly or very well with you know, metal people because they get that energy, and yes, it's just that. that I, I don't know what it is. I suppose it is the energy, isn't it? I mean, with the the, the stuff that Rich chose in his deepest cuts was very much still part of that rave sound, wasn't it? Still very much that yeah. kind of that rave sound. Whereas ninety seven, the the album we're talking about, and I know don't know it in great detail, but I know that uh, Breathe is on it, and and Firestarter a lot more commercial a lot more mainstream orientated dance music it it's not so much rave stuff is it it's a lot more polished and in the few years since that early stuff that rich chose but great energy to it great stuff and we talk about cover version what closes the album off mate what cover version closes the album off um fuck knows mate if you don't know it, you you would never get it. I think it is the song is called "Is It Fill My Fire" and it's by L Seven. Is it really? No, I mean I don't know the album. That's a, I mean it's just yeah. you know I know I know Breathe and I know Firestarter and it, it smacked my bitch up on this. I really don't know, but um, uh, good question. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I enjoy them and I like, but I didn't. Uh, that's Great that they've chosen an L7 song on there, isn't it? Mm, mm. Shit album cover. What the fuck's the crap about? No idea. Well, no idea. Mm. But leading the way, top of the tree, uh, you'll be happy, mate, uh, because 
we have got we're a thrash metal club so that's right we got a black metal album top in 1997 <laughs> emperor anthems to the welkin at dusk mm. yeah you, you say i'll be happy i mean i'm not i'm not massively into it i just you know i've never really got into the some of the early stuff of the the, the black metal stuff and certainly emperor where they're, they're very synth heavy they're very keyboard heavy they, and it it is a bit too much over the top kind of symphonic stuff but I'll, again i do like that energy that they bring and it is a it's a little bit over the top but um i'd have to listen to, i'd have to go back and listen to it a bit more to see if i really want to get into it and probably sitting here now i don't want to get into it but um, I can see why so many people like it because they had made their real mark on the heavy music scene by 97, you know, kind of 92, 93, when those first initial second wave of black metal bands were really the Mayhem, the Dark Throne, the Immortal. Um, uh, are we talking about Emperor? Emperor were making their thing, the kind of very early 90s and all that was going on. By 97, you had to have a little bit about you to still be making your mark on the metal scene. Well, they're still making their mark, in, you know, in a big, big way. So they, they, they've got to be doing something right there. Yeah. And it takes a lot for a black metal band to register with me because I'm not a fan of it at all. I know Emperor. I know the, the big, big, the big fish on the block, uh, if you like. Um, they, they've kept going uh, through everything. And so that, like you said, it tells you a little bit about Emperor. You may not like black metal, but you, you have to respect what they've done. And mm -hmm. I certainly do respect Emperor because I think they've done it in the correct way. I've got no interest in listening to that album. However, I have mentioned all the other albums in my pre-ramblings, mate. I've picked one out uh, that I'm definitely going to listen to. Um don't know whether i'm going to tell you about it because it may make its way onto the deepest cut so i might keep keep that to myself but you go and have a listen mate um and you may pick up um uh, a recommendation from the list of the 62 that our members have very graciously um compiled for us well if you had anything about you mate it would be helmet and if you didn't have anything about you then you know i'm, I'm cutting short my ties at the club and you know we didn't quite make it to 100 podcasts but yeah <laughs> yeah where are no, we now? Um, I think there's I think there's a few in there for you, mate. So I, you're not going to be sure. Okay. It's actually, it's far from barren, mate, and there's some good stuff in there. Great stuff. Let's talk about our second. Um, oh, no, we, we need to pick another year, mate. You need to do your job. We do. Uh, 1907, I get rid of that one. Um let me delete that. And you have got the choice of one to five, mate. Okay, number two. 1981. Oh. Oh. Now, what springs to mind? Was that Number of the Beast? Uh, <laughs> um, or was it Killers? Annihilator? Just Over go Overkill, Annihilator. Um, <laughs> Open. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 1981 Rat uh, it, well, There may well be a Rat album mm. uh, Diary of a Madman mm. uh, Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love Mob Rules, Black Sabbath um, Venom, Welcome to Hell mm. Killers by Iron Maiden Point of Entry, 
pre-Judas Priest. That can do one. Um, Spellbound by the Tigers of Pantang. Frost and Fire, Sirith Ungol. Uh, Moving Pictures by Rush. No Sleep Till Hammersmith, Motorhead. Mm. Um, Do you want me to go on? There's a UFO album in there. Um, So there's uh, Made in Japan was released as well. Mm. Um, So... Plenty to be going on with there, mate. It's far from barren, but not much thrash. I'm guessing. No, well, I mean, that's obvious. It's going to be there's going to be some great albums that come up, um, some real kind of legendary heavy heavy albums. But like you say, there ain't going to be much thrash in there at all. Yeah, Exit Stage Left by Rush is in there as well. So uh, Paul's going to have a hard time choosing which which Rush album to put on, plus some UFO. I think, yeah, this is going to be a, a difficult decision for a few people. So plenty in there for everyone to get stuck into. Some old school. We've got old, old school, mate. Mm, nice, nice. Good good stuff. Right. Um, do you want to do the second heat or is it me? Oh, I, 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 I'll tell you what, mate. I'm, I'm about... I have no idea what's going on, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Do you, want, do you want me to finish up the so far so good software? Yeah, go on then. Second heat there, mate. Right. So this was came out the hat Forbidden's Twisted into Form uh, versus Onslaught's The Force. When it came out, I thought, made up my mind already, but I will listen to both of the albums. When I listened to both of the albums, I was like, shit, I'm in trouble here. I'm not sure which way I'm going to go, mm. um, but I went for Forbidden Twist into form in the end. What about you, mate? Uh, it was never a doubt from the start. It's just this is top tier thrash metal for me to put into form. I just think it's an absolutely brilliant, progressive, technical thrash metal album. Uh, it's, you know, when I talk of my favourite thrash metal albums, I talk Raining Blood, Rust in Peace, Master of Puppets. This isn't going to be far behind at all. I mean, Forbidden Evil as an album, I think it's brilliant. But this is one step up from that. And I think Forbidden was such a very, 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 very clever um, thrash metal band for me. They just seem to have a, not that I was listening to them back, you know, in, in their infancy at all. but And maybe not realising quite how clever, different kind of, cute or sly they were they were just they were just doing something a little bit more technical whilst keeping it as aggressive and exciting as many bands were trying to do and looking back on it now they've got such a discography such a gold discography in terms of forbidden evil and twisting form absolute brilliant um amiga wave the kind of comeback album from a few years back or 10 years back it's just it's just a very 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 strong stellar album and yeah they've got distortion and green that you know kind of what band weren't affected or influenced by that kind of alternative uh changes in the kind of heavy music climate at the time but still some decent decent stuff on there but yeah never a doubt that it was going to be uh the the, the force from me but I've enjoyed listening to The Force, like mm. an album that I never really gave much time for before until we featured it from the nicest man in the world ever's uh, Thrash Wheel of Fortune that we featured, I don't know, a year ago, yeah. six months ago. Yeah. Darren Robb, he chose it and it came up and The Force, I mean, it scored in excess of eight, eight point, eight point something. Yeah. 
in the club. It's 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 a highly revered album. Many people love it, and I love visiting it then. And I've, I've I enjoyed listening to it and revisiting it, no problem at all. But it's unfortunate it came. I mean, had it come up against um, Persecution Mania or Schizophrenia, it would have been a force for me. No problem. Yeah, no problem but it came up against an album that i you know truly love so um you know an album that could quite easily go all the way for me in twisting form so yeah what about you where did you stand yeah i i almost totally agree with what you were saying there um I, I i love forbidden i saw them back in the day at hammersmith odeon i thought they were absolutely fantastic yes they did they two cornerstone albums and then they faded away uh, with all the alternative stuff i haven't given the uh, comeback album a go but i will do um just hasn't been on the list so uh, maybe i'll jot that down but i really enjoyed listening to onslaught and i i just felt listening to to Cy Keeler, it just, I, I don't think they needed to get rid of him from the band to release uh, In Search of Sanity. They just needed him to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, some of them high-pitched screams, I think, they're not necessary, but you could see why they were thrown in at that time. It's really, the that was possibly the difference between the two, to be quite honest with you. I just felt, compared to Forbidden Evil, where Russell has that in him as well, I just felt in twisted into form they can you don't need to do those high pitched all the time you don't need to these songs don't require it they're not necessary uh yes we can put them in and they're where they are used they are used correctly but i just don't think in the force they are used as correctly as um twisted into form and that was kind of the difference between the two and that's why i went for forbidden in the end so uh we've got a couple of comments here so thank you to 137 people voted on this one mate massive turnout lots of people enjoying these two albums um i'll tell you the results in a minute tony watson not much between these two albums, but I'm going to go Homegrown Heroes with Onslaught Official on this one, a milestone of British thrash and a bona fide classic. I love Forbidden 2, great band and album, but staying loyal with the Bristolians. Yeah, it, it is a great album. It really is. And, you know, it kind of many people over in the States talk of the the force as an album they really enjoyed. And it did make an impact over there in the States. And that's saying something that an album so early, not only in UK thrash, but within it within thrash metal, was making an impact over there. It, it's 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 great that it holds up for many people that were getting the very best in thrash metal, uh, US thrash metal. That the 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 force still holds up well. John Beavis, Twisted Into Form is a truly great and highly underrated album. Maybe Bo Staff's best work. The riffs and grooves are razor sharp and the vocals, which were my least favourite part of Forbidden, are pretty good too. The musicianship is amazing and the songs are there too. Mm, well, yeah, I mean, for me, the vocals are part of the forbidden you know kind of the the charm really i just think they're absolutely fantastic but it's just what you what you like isn't it and what, what you do or you don't like but yeah i mean um like john says there it is truly great and highly underrated i don't think it gets talked about quite so much in the in in the high esteem that it should do it's certainly yeah, i mean many people like it and we see that it, it it won quite convincingly didn't it so well i think quite convincingly not that convincing. no no i mean it was, it's not convincing at all, but, no um, 
I think it was up against a pretty stiff opposition there. Mm. It was very tough. It was always out in front, though. I don't think Onslaught yeah. ever got in front of um, Twisting to Form. Um, it got down to about as low as four votes between mm. them. Uh, but then it stretched out to 10 at one point. But it actually finished with 53% of the vote went for Twisting to Form, which I think was about five or six votes for, for Forbidden. And I think that was mirrored over on Instagram as well. And the people on Instagram answered again. And some great people on there. Um, Scotty Holderby, um, Ian um, Simon. I mean, uh, you know, there's no point in me mentioning their Twitter, ha- uh, their, their uh, Instagram handle. But thanks, guys, girls, for taking the time. Leanne as well, she got stuck in. And it's great that people are you know getting into our club on instagram as well yeah. there's a real kind of celebration of onslaught and forbidden in this round and people look forward to, people look forward to probably only about you know seven or eight nine or ten people look forward on um, our instagram page of these little little kind of matchups but it's great because there's a little you get to hear um some wonderful stories about what people think about these albums and what it means to them and you know when they saw the band or uh, you know what it meant to them growing up and, and and thank you to everyone you know thank you to the to the guys and girls that have commented over on instagram because whilst um you know the main club is on facebook it's always nice to have a little corner over on instagram brilliant mate so thank you for all the guys on instagram also kevin adamson he um posted it as well he thought he kind of shared it the saying that this is what the vote is and he had about eight or nine people on his uh, commented on it that they'd all go for onslaught wow so could have made the difference if they are members get them signed up kev get them signed up don't invite them tell them about them to come and join yeah um but appreciate all that you do i always try if i see it i always try and comment on there uh just to to, to keep I don't, I don't think anyone on there knows that i'm uh you know they're obviously part of the admin team for it but um I like commenting on there, so please, if anyone else wants to do that, please go for your life. And if people really get into it, we'll ask them to come and join. Um, but now you've got to earn your keep again, mate. Um, slightly different the way the spreadsheet is formulated in front of me. You need, we need to pick a new round, and it is between the numbers two and thirteen, mate. Mm, number eleven, Carl. Number eleven. Oh. Mm. I say you picked it. You, you can't really go wrong with the list that's in front of me, mate. But you can't really go wrong with this. For me, one of the um, sort of most complete thrash songs uh, is the title uh, for the title track, Sacred Reich's American Way. Mm. High scoring album in the club. It's one of the highest. It's up there. I think it's probably in the top, t- possibly in the top 10. Uh, very possibly in the top ten, and mm. this is going to be who's it got up against, mate? One, uh, two, uh, the the number two to twelve. Number four, Carl. Number four, <laughs> Megadeth's Peace Cells. Oh, oh crikey! That's a that's, that's a tough draw for American Way, isn't it? I mean, the American Way is probably a bit of a a dark horse for many i mean uh, but i think p cells is is pretty nigh on perfect for a lot of people isn't it so oof. well we featured it just at the arse end of last year did we not and it got it's, it's up there in the top is it top two top three? It's, yeah it's, yeah it's really high up so yeah that i think 
sacred and you know the next sacred Reich album is uh this is their best chance of winning this competition isn't it mm. and it's up against an absolute behemoth that's, so, how, it goes, uh, yeah. that's how it goes with these uh, the way that we draw we could have seeded them we've done the first ever one seeded we got a lot of flack over it so we draw them out of the hat and you've got to pick the bones out of it which way are you go robin uh, I'm probably going to go with P-Cells. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, mate. It's P-Cells all the way. Although mm. I am going to give American Way, of course, mm. another spin. That's not, it's not, again, an hour and 20 minutes of pure thrash joy there. Do that at a weekend. That's, that's your weekend listening sorted courtesy of us. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I, I do enjoy, uh, Safe to Write the American Way and I've listened to it since we featured it and I, I do like it, but, um, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think, yeah, it's going to be B-Cells. Um, be interesting to see what people think. I've got, to, you know, Jason Manley, he's probably thinking, oh, you know, it's sacred right the American way they are. Up there. I know he loves, absolutely loves it, but oh, I'll tell you what, it is It is tough. It is a, it's kind of... Um, it's Yeah, it, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, mate. That's what ACDC said. And not not true words said. So you got to make a decision. What did our um, members say though, Carl? What are they listening to? Well, and so that's that's that done. Thank mm. you for everyone there. Let's go on to what yes. have we been listening to? Our recommendation exchange, mate. Have you got it up? I haven't. No. Okay. Do you want me to make a start? If you could, and I'm finding it. Okay, Paul Hutchins. Plenty of good stuff this week. Live gigs on Monday saw me watching the amazing Skunkanancy at Cardiff Students Union. Last night, it was the always brilliant Blind River and Sky Pilot at the Crofters Rights in Bristol. So good to be seeing live music again. Huge amounts of music too, but spent a lot of time with the Rush 40th anniversary edition of Moving Pictures and the live album that comes with it. Still an incredible release. Happy Jesus Egg Day or for Sunday. Okay. Good stuff. And, uh, and Paul, who is going to be listening to in a few minutes time, is going to be I, the 1981, it's he. I, I think he, the honourable mentions are going to be off the scale, but go on. Rich Oliver, there he is again. Three thrashy highlights from the last week include Destruction Diabolical, Sacred Reich, Awakening, and Protector, A Shredding of Skin. <clears throat> oh, nasty bastard, but he isn't. Um, Sacred Reich, Awakening, their fourth album, of course. Um, John Wig, listen to Witch Hazel 3, Pentecost. Seven Sisters, The Cauldron and the Cross, and watching Ted Lasso. Or Lasso. What's what's Ted Lasso? Uh, it's a programme that? that he's been watching. And okay. it's on, I, I think it's a Netflix thing. I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. And um, I might venture into it. I was watching that. Um, that someone mentioned it in the club fairly recently the uh, ricky gervais thing the after something and that was really cool but ted lasso i think people are is getting it's had a few mentions in these past few what have you been listening watching eating drinking thing and it's pretty yeah might be worth Let looking at see your parts okay um who who was that that was old john wick good evening john oh, yeah so Graham Meldrum, keep it light and breezy today. I don't think he will. He, <laughs> on defecation, purity, dilution. 
Carcass Symphonies of Sickness and Bolt Thrower Realms of Chaos. Yeah, typically upbeat and happy from <laughs> Jovial Graham. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Pete D, all thrashy stuff this week, just for a change. Wolf Spider, Hue of Evil, obscure Polish thrash from the early 90s. Very much like Death Angel, especially the vocals, but really well done on a tiny budget. Cryptic Slaughter, Money Talks. A fully, I finally scored a vinyl copy of this after struggling with cassette and an MP3 rip for years. So it was straight on the deck within 10 minutes of it hitting the doormat. And it just confirmed to me that this and the debut Convicted are the only Cryptic Slaughter albums worth dealing with as they changed a lot after this. Um, Rose Rose, Mosh of Ass. Bizarre Japanese hardcore band from the late 1980s who I remember seeing at the Fulham Greyhound supporting Bolt Thrower sometime in 1989. Then being hugely disappointed with the album, I dug it out and gave it another go and it's still a bit meh. But the enthusiasm is off the rails, so I'll give it a five for effort. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, mate. We had a cryptic slaughter album, didn't it? It wasn't that one, was it? Was it? Um, it's convicted. convicted. Yeah. I, I, love, I, love hearing the, I love hearing the stories about the Fulham Greyhound and places like that. Yes. It's brilliant, That's isn't it? Brilliant. I mean, these are, these are things that, you know, snapshot in time. It's great that we've got people that can share them. So good stuff. Cheers, Pete. Uh, George Nisbet. Oh, here he is. A poison here idea. Is. Blank, blackout and vacant. Metallica, Master of Puppets and Samane Initium. Um, Initium. Okay. Mm. Sam, is that that's Danzig, isn't it? I'd say it's all solid stuff there, but a bit of a kind of bit bit left field there from George. You know, yeah, an idea there, and a nice punky kind of raucous yeah. stuff going on there. You can't go wrong with Master of Puppets, and I don't know enough about Sam Hain, but yeah. Nice one, though. Thank you very much, mate. Jason yeah. Manley watched Book of Bubba Fett. OK, not brilliant. Uh, Disney ruined my life, of course, with that. Listen to We Live Here, Bob. Is that uh, Villain? Um, looking, is, how do you pronounce that? V Y. I suppose. I, I suppose it's a play on uh, Dylan. Be like villain. Villain. Uh, looking forward to seeing him in Cardiff in May. And for all kings, anthrax. No particular reason. It's anthrax. What other reason is needed? None. Yeah. None. None. Absolutely, Jay. No. Great job. Um. Zach kid. Where are we, our kid? Uh, Excuse me. Oh, kid, the new Primus album, Conspira Conspiranoia. Uh, hang on. Conspiranoia. Conspiranoia. Yeah. Bastardane. No. Bastardane is this rage. Jade, Jade, James Hetfield's son. Oh, okay. Okay. And Fury, Born to Sin. I think that um, James Hetfield's son's band is pretty doomy by all accounts. So I just wrong? heard it was well, very good. So that's well, it was literally a headline. I haven't listened to it, but that could be one to to dig out. Uh, it, and does, um, one. It, it is um, Neil Bolton and yeah, doom metal is mm. kind of part and parcel of his DNA. But he also says, fuck you, M6 as well. He does say that a lot. He, he, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't, but he, I'm sure he does this week. Yeah. Uh, Dickie, uh, a, a uh, Decky Dillon in Shroud, Darkness Grips Us All, Anthrax 40th Anniversary Live Show and Alice in Chains Facelift. That's quite solid, isn't it? Well done, mate. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, Lee Sheppey's not chosen three, but he's chosen one that kind of amounts to three. Woad, Burning Merry 
the mirrors. Fucking glorious album. That's it. That's all he needed. He didn't need three. He needed one. Needed just your one. He knew where the cheats were. Um, Asa Tullet reading uh, Choosing Death, the improbable history of death metal and grindcore. Really interesting read. Insights. Listening, Extinction AD, Culture of Violence, uh, Destruction Diabolica. And I can't do the next one because that you you haven't got the cheats there, Asa. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You won't get it past me. Um, Luke Alexander. After a quiet few weeks of our genres, I've been back on the metal this week. Machine Head, Choke on the Ashes, bodes well for the new album. Hazard, Delirium, and various artists, Mosh in the Roof on Volume 3. Of course, of which he is one. So he has done right there. Now, um, what we're so thank you for that, uh, Luke. Now, this is what I was talking about. Kevin Adamson, my annual blast through these classics, which is the entire Slammer back catalogue. If anyone is going to the Zentrex gig in Manchester, can you do us all a favour and take a bit of film of Paul on stage with them singing some Slammer? That would be lovely. Mm. So, so well, I thought it was I thought it was an April Fool, but obviously not. Paul is a Paul Paul. Um, Tunnicliffe was the singer of Slammer, so maybe maybe, maybe he's getting up, up. Maybe he's getting some up on stage with his entries. That, but that well, we definitely want to hear some stuff. Man, interesting. We're we're going to be seeing him, aren't we, mate? Yeah, it certainly would. And if you want to make the travel down to London, I will be very interested to hear. Mark Penson, three listens, all a bit different. Man must die. Gagging order EP, slightly different pacing than some of their stuff, but no. Less brutal and two covers are brilliant. I've got the lawn mode in double quick time. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Dimu Borgir in Sorte Diaboli, uh, Diaboli, uh, something, I don't know, over the top in places, but I love it. Some spectacular riffs on the record. Insane drumming and the vocals are not too Papa Lazarou. So even Carl Black <laughs> would enjoy it. And Killing Joke, uh, Pylon. Bought it at the time, went back to it before seeing them live. It had multiple spins since and really enjoying it. And we can't do the other three. You can't do the other one. Sorry, mate. That's the, He tried to sneak it past us because it's moshing the roof on. Oh, I've Hang just on. said oh, he just Yeah, he was trying to sneak it past us because it kept charity and it doesn't count. Yes. But yeah, I mean, good, good work, Mark. Getting in there. Nice one, mate. Uh, Frank Holby had a couple of days off. Uh, uh, of cranked up the vinyl playing the Hexen and Toxic Back catalogues and the New Destruction album. Thank you very much, mate. Here's our old mate, Gareth Pugh, Armoured Saint, first three albums re released, review from Razor's Edge. See, that's um, how you do it, G. That is, that, yeah, because there's three there, but he knows how to do it. So we've got, yeah. oh, crikey, Approprium, originally called Incubus, Serpent, Temptation and Beyond the Unknown, Harsh, Thrashing, Demolition Hammer, Dark Angel, etc. style would be a good pick for an album of the fortnight. And Sabbath, oh. Dio Era, Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, etc. Um, so Incubus, I take it they changed their name because of that other band called Incubus that are... Um... Less Everyone heavy, screams yeah. when Fella takes his shirt off. Mm. Um, Adam Matheson, moshing the roof on. Sperm birds, something to prove. And Demon Ads, March of the Nors. There you go. 
Norwood's did it. Lovely. Andrew Matthews, Slayer, showing no mercy. Both throw those once loyal and obituary. Slowly we rot. No messing around there from Andy. Straight down the line. That's solid as you like. I've just, um, it's just logged me out. So can you do the next one for me, please, mate? Yeah, David Fisher. This week, my top three have been playing a lot of Suicide Angels, White Wizard, Mortal Sin, Lebanon, and Exodus, and Braindead. Fantastic. That is solid right there, isn't it? Nice and solid. Did we do um, Andrew Matthews? You've just done Andrew Matthews. I did, yeah. Stuart Jardine, Violence, Let the World Burn, Eric Wagner in the Lonely Light of Morning, and watching all of us are dead on Netflix. Thank Chris, you very much, Stuart. Chris Paul, Firepower, Judas Priest, Anthrax for All Kings, and Suicidal Tendencies, The Art of Rebellion. That's cracking, that, yeah. Yeah, and we can't tell us what you're watching because you didn't get it snuck by us, mate. And then we've got Jamie Kinghorn, last week's marathon training music. See what you've done there? See how you segued that in? Uh, Zentrix for Whose Advantage, Bruce Dickinson's Accident of Birth and Slayer's Reign in Blood. There you go, mate. There's that a marathon's is... worth of material right there. Oh, and that's PB-inducing material there, isn't it? Certainly Reign in Blood. <laughs> yes, last one, uh, mate, is mm. all over to you. Um, so we've got Rich Tricky Hudson. He said, I've been listening to Mosh and Original Volume 3 and plus loads of death metal while I was, wor- whilst I was working. I'll just name the bands. So I'm going to pick no, a few bands. You know, no, no, no. Just, just, name, just say it's death metal. It's one choice and then move on to the next bit. They are cla- Who's doing this? Is it you or me? Well, no, I'm just saying that he's had Mosh in the Roof on. Yeah. He's listened to Death Metal, but he's named about eight bands there. Yeah. I, so now I, that's, yeah. But that's all together in one mic, in one pick for me, mate. Yeah, but you're not Strict. doing it. You're not doing it. Let, <laughs> me, let me do it. So he, he's, he's loaded Death Metal while he's been working, and he'll just name the bands, and he's got all the classics there. And I'm going to choose yes. a couple there, Rich. You know the cheats, and you know you couldn't get away with it. He's this, got but... a buyer. He's cheated. Oh, he's cheated you. Go on. He's chosen. Uh, I'm going to go for Cynic there and okay. Bolt Thrower. He's had a bit of Cynic, a bit of Bolt Thrower in there. Okay. Are you doing the last bit as well? What? Where he mentions Dave? Uh, how music works by David Byrne? No, I'm not going to mention. No, yeah. no, no, no. Don't mention no. that. Then. Don't mention that. Thank you very much, mate. And that is the last one. That was two hours ago. So thank you very much. Uh, for all, all of that awesome well i think i think that's the podcast pretty much over and done with mate thank you for your very um your, your lovely company as ever oh i'll tell you what i didn't think i'd get there to be honest <laughs> do, you, do you need to lie down now mate <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 we've been to a, a, a wonderful um yeah, we had a wonderful afternoon at some uh, lovely people's house and um yeah lovely company and uh yeah, I just, you know, when you kind of forget that you're supposed to be doing a podcast and then you, you realise, you know, oh, yeah. and um, I'll have another. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was quite restrained. <laughs> I was quite restrained. But, yeah, lovely, lovely company, lovely people. And, um, yeah, it's just been a, that's the thing. If you can get out there and enjoy your being with your family and enjoy being with your friends at this time, just get out there and just, you know, 
Uh, I don't know. That's the great thing about the club. Whilst we're, we're not all family and that, it's just a, a um, just a lovely online community and it's great to be yeah. part of it. And if you can get out there and spread, just, you know, be with people and, you know, communicate with people and share music and just, you know, just try and have some, try and make uh, some kind of positivity in this mad old world that we're living in, then get out there and, you know, let the love of metal. <laughs> yeah. That's my yes. philosophical bit done, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's great. If um, we can all just yeah. see something. You're, sending, right you're turning the club into like a hippie commune. Don't it, exactly. Mate. But yeah, I think we all need a bit of a hippie commune every now and then. Yeah. Let's put it on some canned heat and uh, see where it goes, mate. That's yeah, what I say. Fresh bell, yeah, no, absolutely brilliant, mate. Um, well, you go, you, you go for a lie down, mate. Uh, sleep it off. You got work in the morning, or is it? It I no, can't be bank holiday. Bank holiday, bank holiday now, of course. Yeah, it's bank holiday, mate. Of course, it is. Happy, um, who, let the week... it? who mentioned it? Happy Jesus Egg Day, or something. Someone did, didn't that? They? That was the machine mentioned yeah. that. Uh, who's listening right now as we speak, actually? He's listened already, listened already. <laughs> so, thank you for that, mate. Right. What's your last words then, mate? No, just thank you, mate. Just just thank you to everyone. You know, get get out there, have a great weekend and you know, just yeah. Thrash. Thrash for the bank holiday. Hang on. It all go oh, 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 go on then. Louis Spence. Louis Spence needs to come back in everyone's life. Louis <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs>